Welcome to the Dub For Real podcast. Whoa. <laughs> Shut up, Ennis. Today, we have Jonathan Douglas, Jay Dizzle, coming down from yep. America. Joining us as well is Benjamin Gold. Is that... Is Hello. it just gold? Where did you come from? Yeah, gold. Just Ben, just gold. Just Ben and gold. And no Anthony today. No um, Anthony. Ben's replacing Anthony for, for this... Forever. For this podcast. Forever. Yeah. Anthony's yeah, actually exiled. See so, ya. Yeah, go back to Tasmania. Um, I reckon. Nah. Um, but um, we've, this, we've got yeah, a lot to this, talk about. We have a lot. Yeah, it's mainly you know just international stuff to talk about. Ben can share some insight because he has been overseas once in his life. Mm, John, from what I've talked to John so far, we seem to have made similar observations about things yeah, and agree for on sure. So, like when I've yeah. just even when I was over there discussing it with you in like Discord or something, what we're saying yeah. is like pretty similar. And I've had you know quite a few people say that they've had similar experiences when they've gone over, sort of thing. So it you know mm. it seems kind of the same as you know what's happened in the past. It like pretty before pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um. Well, I guess to kind of start everything off, um, like. Let's start talking about the actual, like, game itself. I want to talk about the experience of the America trip. Not only just, like, like going to American tournaments or, like, just being in America in general. Like, what are the players like? Uh, how are the tournaments relatively, you know, things like that. Your bracket runs itself. First, first, first off, first off, first off, first off, vibes. Did you enjoy your time, Jono? Yeah, I, I definitely did enjoy my time. Um, it helps if you know people or you can meet people over there, um, like at Smash Any, any shout-outs? Um, the Yumling crew, Skittles uh, and Kobe, they made my like experience really good in Smash World Tour. Um, uh, uh, oh, they said the Melee boys at Smash World Tour, I forgot. So um, at Smash yeah, World Tour, yeah, I, yeah. I found uh, Josh, uh, Sock and Miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I wanted to see how they were going to, like, you know, get the Oz crew together. Um, and I found Josh right before I played NK Leo, so I had, you know, him supporting me then, and then I watched his um, match, you know, following that. Um, so it was good to have the Melee boys there, because it made me just feel at home a little bit, knowing there's other Australians yep. you there. Hear, you, hear that, you hear that accent, and you're like, oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. 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 It's yeah, very exactly. important having no familiar people around you. Yeah, for sure. But I also think, like, the biggest thing for me was, like, all you boys in Discord. Like, I remember before my match with Pelly, I took, like, a screenshot of everyone in the Gamba <laughs> voice chat. Because it, it just, I don't know, it, it it's a special feeling when you know you've got all your, like, you know, Australians and people supporting you in chat. Yeah. Like, watching, like that, um, the... Pe me versus Pelly video you did Connor that is like probably my favorite moment of the trip like I've watched it multiple times because it uh, just that like feeling of everyone supporting you and like winning and all that it, it like it really encourages you and you know it makes it special mm -hmm. because if you're just there by yourself and like say no one's watching because it was at 4 40 a.m like that's Dude, the time. We, we, <laughs> I, I remember I was like I had like work the like the next day as well yeah. I was like in my bed I was like yeah, oh, exactly. He's, I know. It's, he's fucking winning. <laughs> oh it's like 
It's like the worst time it could have possibly been. Um, so, you know, it's extra special that people are, like, sacrificing their sleep. Likely it smashes, so sleep schedule's a bit, yeah. like, you know, iffy. But, um, you know, it's really special in that regard. And then, so, basically, I played, warmed up, played MK Leo, you know, had Josh around. Um, and then I played Pelly, like, basically 20 minutes after, you know, I had you guys in the chat. And then after, I literally, as soon as I finished my match with Pelly, Skittles came up to me and introduced himself. Um, and so... And, yeah, yeah, and so I got to play, like, games with him, and I basically, um, you know, talked with him for the rest of the day, supported him, um, and I just got to meet some of the other Europeans, like Tarek, uh, Sintro, you know, all them, um, because they're in a kind of similar boat, there's a few of them, yeah, you know, we love, we love the, the Europeans and, like, Australians kind of bond in yeah. America, because it's kind of like us. Yeah. Australia and Europe versus America. It's like in solidarity. Yeah, so we kind of yeah. like team up with them. It's like God bless the Queen. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Was just, that was the same with me and Young Evie when we went to the Thunder Smash. It was just us two talking the whole time. Like, yeah, we're just like the, the two non-Americans here. Exactly. Just, and like, got along really well. So, yeah. And, we're, and we've had like Khan come over here, Purple H, um, mm. you know, come over. history with Europe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've we've kind of got connections with them, and everyone like Bin knows like everyone. So because I was talking to Tarek, and he's like, you know, friends with Bin and all that stuff. So we're talking about that. Um, but you know, that made it really special. And then I was kind of you know hanging out with like Debuzz a little bit, but I was hanging out with Debuzz a lot because of Skittles. Like he had to play Skittles. Tell us um, about. Not to play him, right? what, yeah. what was the funniest thing about him? He's a funny unit. I don't know how to explain him. He is such... He is so straight. He's really nice and funny. He reminds me of Olimar. Like, he looks... Like yeah, he, yeah. If I had to think of a person that was Olimar, i think of the Buzz for some he reason. He kind of gives so- me... It kind of gives me similar vibes to Nick on how Nick looks around. I don't know. <laughs> you see, sometimes Nick would, like... When you're talking to him, he'll look diagonally away from you, but not directly, that. like, in your eyes. And DeBuzz does the exact same thing. And so I kind of felt like... Uh, it just gave me a bit of Nick vibes. But um, his social skills and that, it's just really funny interacting with him. I don't know. He's just... Um, he's, he's a funny guy, but, like, in a different way. Like, really nice and everything. He's um, a bit I of was, a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, a really nice guy. Um, but he, he's just a funny bugger. Uh, in his own way. He's unique, and that's what makes him really cool. But, um, you know, I talked to him on, like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then he played Skittles, and then I didn't really talk to him past that. Um, I guess we, ju- we just never really crossed paths or anything, but I just find it, like, really funny in that regard. Um, and then I was hanging out with uh, Best Ness because... Um, Oh, Kami, yeah. yeah, 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 Kami. So, Kami <laughs> wasn't there, but I was kind of, like, talking shit with him and that. Well, um, tell us a bit about Aunt Anthony. Yeah, what happened to him, man? Did he, did he disappear what? into the, the clubbing void of the US, or...? Uh, yeah, when he arrived, uh, we kind of, yeah, went out clubbing. We basically did everything together, um, but, like, the clubbing was definitely a part of it. We were trying to go out as much as we can. Vegas was kind of the big time. Um, any, any, but, any smooches, Jono? Uh, more dances and smooches. It's a bit different. Vegas is really different post-COVID now. Like, uh, <laughs> chicks come up and dance to me, and then they're like, oh, I'm worried about COVID. So, yeah, I'm like, all right. Um, 
And it's just, and but the thing is, is we went to like the rich clubs and we like got in there for free because Anthony just worked just magic with like the guards and getting on a list and stuff. Um, so because funny. like, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy over there. Some entry to some clubs is like a hundred dollars US oh. or like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And like, or even the cheaper ones are like $50 entry. Oh. But, but all the drinks in there are $20 US. Like, we got a single beer, and it was $20 US. And that was, like, across all clubs. So, imagine paying, like, $28 Australian for, like, a beer here. Like, that's criminal. Um, that's so, we funny. made some friends with, like, people from Florida, like, a couple. And, like, they bought us a drink each. And it was, like... <laughs> and we hung out with them for the whole night. Um, but what was... We, we, um, we got COVID over in Vegas, so we had to isolate for like half the time there. So we only got limited time going out. Um, But after that, the dynamic of the trip kind of changed because once we got COVID, we were a bit, you know, we're like immune now. So we were able to kind of go out and be a little bit stress-free because uh, before that, we went to all like the theme parks uh, in Orlando Universal Studios, which was like the sickest thing ever. But like literally after every ride, we would like sanitize our hands like crazy and like mask and all that. But after um, we got COVID, we were just kind of like, fuck it a little bit. (laughs) You know, it just became a bit more um, chilled out. But yeah, uh, once he came, it... uh, you know, getting high at night, going to bed at 4 a.m. It, it all like rapidly changed. Again. Yeah, it, it rapidly changed. Um, I was, like, going to bed, you know, before he came at normal times, getting ready for the Smash tournament, then he comes, and it's just like, we go a bit more off the charts. So, good fun. <laughs> good on him. Um, spe- well, definitely sounds like a bit of normalcy, like, doing the normal American trip, but yeah, you yeah. like, normal things, what about, you went to, like, the same local, like, a couple times in a row, how is the local uh, experience yeah. like, other than just like SWT and these big tournaments, like just rocking in to these like 40 man things, like the fellas nice, like how the tournaments run, what's the venue like, you know, is it all like, yeah, yeah, here? just the same shit or like, um, it kind of is like the same shit. People, um, once they knew who I were, like they, once they knew I was Jay Dizzle, like they didn't look at me and realize who I was, but once they found out I was Jay Dizzle, I got a lot of people chatting to me and all that. And they were all very welcoming because they knew who I was. Um, it's sort of the similar thing to here. I'd say locals play out the same. I didn't feel like I was in a completely different environment or anything like it felt pretty standard. Um, the Orlando locals were like, yeah, really good. I talked to a lot of people and they were really nice and everything. So there was no problems. Vegas was, um, much more interesting. They were definitely a lot more toxic than Ooh. others. Like a lot more rages. Oh, um, oh, okay. So like, um, they like, there was this one guy um, who is pretty, like, notorious for being, like, a rager. And, like, he... No, no, it was a Ness. Um, it was Dr. Iggy, I think. And, like, he would lose a stock and he would slam the table what? with his hand and he would yell out, like, fuck during the match and stuff. And he would, like, you I know, completely, like, smack it. And then um, he, would, he lost the match and he like piffed his pro controller cord across the venue and the TOs were like, Hey, you like, you know, you can't do this, man. And it was like, fuck off. Like he was saying to the TOs like, fuck off. And like, he was like sat in the corner and he's just telling them to fuck off. And I'm like, if that was here and like, that was Jack Gorman, the TO, they'd be fucking like, taking in the car park. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then like, 
you know, other, you know, another guy uh, lost in the snake ditto, and he's just like, you know, I don't respect your snake, man. I'm not salty, but you just fucking suck, <laughs> and like, I just don't respect you. But I, That's I'm not so sal- high. I'm not oh, salty, mate. man. And I was like, Jesus, is everyone like strawberry after they lose? And I'm not um, salty, but you're dog shit. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it was like all the better players. It's just me, ones- me versus Jason. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm not mad, but you're bad. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the better players were, like, really stroppy, and, like, the snake uh, I played Lycan was, like, pissed mm. off that I wouldn't handshake him after the match. I went for the fist bump, and he went for the handshake, and he, he made me explain to him why I wouldn't give him the handshake. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Like, just Wait, fist what? bump. Like, so at the end That's of the match, I, I went for the fist bump, and he went for the handshake, and I was just, like, holding it there, and he was, like, holding that. And then he, like, he grabbed my uh oh! like this. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then I played him again in Grants, and he, like, made me explain why I wouldn't handshake him, because he's like, well, you wouldn't be worried about COVID, because otherwise you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't be here if you were worried about COVID. And I was know. like, oh, I was like, whatever. And so, um... After the match, uh, I did the handshake and I sanitized my hand <laughs> right in front of him. I just like, got my hand sanitized and I just went, "Yep, I like see you, mate." And then, and, then, and then he like fist bumped me after that. I was like, "Okay." Um, so it was just random shit like that. It was kind of funny. Like eighty percent of the like basically the O twos and one twos and the two twos, they were all really nice people at Vegas, and I was having a good chat with all of them. But it's just the better players were always like really shoppy, So I just thought that was funny. Um, so who were the better players again? At the tournament was uh, like Lycan, um, Zelda Main, Mugen or Nugen or something. Oh, I can't remember. Right. Yeah. Um, something like, I don't know, Zabayo. It was like ranked number three. But um, those were probably the better players there. Um, but on the Saturday, I had a grind session with uh, Grandmaster uh, De Paco, or, uh, the Diddy. Um, oh, Paco. Dak Paco, that's right. Oh, uh, some some like chic but what was what's really funny is mvd was supposed to be coming to the session and then he mm. found out i was going and he dipped because he didn't want to play against john link what the and fuck really yeah, yeah uh when what i got messaged fuck? he's like oh yeah mvd uh dagpo and um and grandmaster are like having a session on saturday night like want to come i'm like oh hell yeah like mvd I get the snake because i play with like Sandman a lot um mm. and then i rock up and mvd's not there and they tell me it's because like oh yeah he found out i was going and he didn't want to and he wanted to play against young link and so he bailed i was like what a bitch so yeah. he ended up playing like he played like Yu-Gi-Oh all night or something i was like what a coward like Dude, yeah. you lose to Young Lincoln tournament, but you won't do a grind session with like you know a top Young Lincoln, someone from Australia, not just like a Vegas Young Link or something, someone across the country, and he's like bitching it. Yeah. Um, That's so crazy. funny. That it's that like is it's really, really funny. It's well, funny, but I'm also pissed off because I really wanted to play against him. Well, I <laughs> yeah, have more like you, Oh, sorry. Go yeah. On. yeah. Yeah. No, you go. You okay. Go. Well, because you even mentioned earlier, right? Like, oh, no one really talked to me until they found out I was Jay Dizzle, right? There's definitely yeah, yeah. that, like, top player culture, right? No one even... knows who oh, 100%. I was. Yeah, so even with, like, MD, MVD being like, no, nah, I don't want to waste my time. Like, how were your experiences? Like, I, th- I think he knew, he knew who I was. It's yeah. literally just because I played oh. Young Link. He was like, nah, laters. Like, I don't want to play against him. Yeah, but I meant, like, more interaction with, like, general top-level US players. Like, I especially imagine at SWT, that'd be, like, the perfect time where everyone's there. You could play all these good players, right? Like, did it feel yeah. like... You know, yeah, so I uh, like basically the first person I played with was Tarek because um, he messaged me 
being like, hey, man, you're at the venue, you want to play? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like, yeah, of course, man. Um, so I played with him, and then uh, Moxie joined for a little bit. Um, you know, the Wolf player. Mm. Um, so I played with them. And then I played with DeBuzz like four hours because DeBuzz wanted to play with me because he had a young link in his path. Um, but then throughout the weekend, you know, I tried, I saw Spargo and Riddles playing um, on the Sunday and I was like, hey, can I join in? And they're like, nah, like, you know, no rotations or anything, which was funny because that was, that was Riddles was the one saying that and he was, he seemed pretty like entitled that like, who the fuck are you? Like, what? You asked to join these friendlies? I, like, obviously didn't say it, but it just kind of got that vibe from me. across entirely. Yeah, 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 with Spargo, yeah. was, like, super chill. And, but I think Spargo will generally only do money matches because he farm like, he'll farm money match. And I was like, you know, he, um, you know, he, he would do that, but, you know, they wouldn't let me join in, you know, rotations or anything. Um, but even, like, when I was trying to play with maybe DeBuzz or other people later, if they had two people in the setup, like top plays, they just generally wouldn't let me. Um, yeah, like even Tweak, I saw him Sorry, playing could you, could you repeat that? Um, what I say? If top players are playing like on a setup... Oh, yeah, yeah two of them on a setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no, similar, similar to you, Ben. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but, yeah. <clears throat> but like, if they were kind of high-level same level as around me they're like welcoming like yeah man like of course join um but if it's like a top player like two people in a setup you're not going to be able to do like a rotation um unless they know who you are you might be able to sneak in but um obviously i'm still like pretty new on the scene like on the international scene so they're like nah um you know, we don't really kind of want to play with you unless unless you do a money match. You'll be able to play with anyone if you do a money match. Um, like I originally yeah. uh, approached Ben Sars, uh send, um, and I did a money match with him because he loves farming them. And then, but then I ended up playing like a grind session with him for like two hours. Um, but it, it's like pretty. Paid it's for a grind session. No. No, 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 no. So I did a money, did a money match. match, then did a grind session, and then did a grind oh, session. He was like, okay. he was happy to keep playing, but that's because uh, he won five three. Um, but that, I was like pretty, I was getting, I was pretty tired. Like throughout the entire Smash World Tour weekend, I was like really jet lagged. Um, mm -hmm. like on the Friday, uh, I had to play MKLeo. I woke up at 2.30 AM and I couldn't get back to sleep until oh. 6 AM. And that's like really bad for me. Like if that was Melbourne, I like, I wouldn't attend the tournament, but obviously I had no choice. Um, mm. so before I played Leo, I like chugged a Red Bull. So I was like pretty jittery, um, and a bit shaky. And I think that's kind of... Um, you know, it, it was helping me a little bit, but it also was kind of my own downfall. But against Pelly, for example, you saw me pop off, like, a lot. Um, I was, like, popping off in between, like, when I won a game or, like, I, I, I fist-bumped in the game four. Yeah. yeah, and that's, like, that's the effect of the Red Bull. Like, that's kind of what <laughs> it does to me. Um, so I, remember, I remember you yeah, doing yeah. that every time you played in, like, a major. Like a yeah, major yeah, and that's... What the funny thing is, is that uh, Big Win Champs back in 2019, like, I was going ape shit off pop-offs. So, like, you look at the one against Atlos, I, like, I was off the charts, 
And that's because I was, like, pretty unwell, uh, the tournament. Like, on the Sunday, I woke up and I was starting to get a bit of a flu. I was, like, really run down. And I was like, Jesus, like, I'm not going to win the tournament unless I get, like, a kick in me. And so I had my first Red Bull. I never had caffeine. Like, I don't drink coffee or anything like that. Um, and so I had, like, a Red Bull because I had uh, a Red Bull at the venue there. And so I had one. And I was going ballistic, like, the rest <laughs> of the day. Like, I was playing pretty well. But, God damn, the pop-offs were insane. Like, I was so nervous, like, the whole weekend. Like, you saw me jump out of the chair against Atlo's tricks. I'm like, I beat him. I go crazy, and that's just that's just what that's just what it does to me. So I try limit the Red Bull intake to like maybe half or just a little bit. Um, but you know, I had a full one of those at Smash World Tour, and you know, you saw the uh, you saw the effects of it. Um, against, you, like, you actually, I I don't know if many people have talked to you about it in your messages or anything, but I I heard almost no one comment on your set against. MK Leo, and I like I actually I think that was an incredible set that you played against him. With oh like yeah, how, you, how competitive you were keeping it. Like mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like you see Leo, like he three stocks PGR all the time. Like he makes him look stupid, you know. Where like you were keeping it competitive the entire time. Like what what uh, he two stocks you or whatever, like game two or whatever, yeah. like that. He, he um he beat you more handily in that one but even then it was still like a good showing like i don't know if you just like i think in particular like the pace the pacing of the match it you, it just felt like you were always on level with him throughout there was the never really day. like there was never really like a, a extended amount of time where it was just like damn there, there was there was hasn't there, hit him there at was all. no it's just, point in the yeah. in the set where i was like wow Jono's just losing He's just yeah. getting beaten. It's just like, oh, he might be down, but just the, the control of the match just felt really, really even at, like, all points. So especially, like, you basically won game three. Um, they were, you know, they were saying it so, in, the, in the Gamba about how it was like you kept it competitive throughout the entire time, right? And it was mm. just kind of like most of the time, the reasons why you lost were because you would, like, die super early, right? But then so you're, basically, yeah. you're basically winning you're winning yeah. more than he was, right? Yeah. And, and, like, constantly just keeping up pressure over and over. And Jason was just like, mm -hmm. better play a lost, you know? Yeah. Like, in classic Jason <laughs> fashion. But then it's just um, like, um, you take it into account to, like, the matchup, right? And it's just like, the matchup itself is probably, like, Young Link is going to win neutral more often, right? It's just about how well do you prevent yourself from dying when he hits you? Because Bylas can really just like destroy Young Link off stage, yeah. right? And like yeah, that's yeah. kind of the name of the game. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, it wasn't like a with swamp, way, with right? the way you were playing, yeah. with, with like I don't know, you you were handling stage control really well. You were disengaging a lot at the right times. Um, it just yeah, it didn't feel like you were trying to catch up or anything throughout the set. It, it, like it just felt very head head to head. Mm. Um, which I don't know, like it. Just, I just remember it was impressing me a lot, and then I never really, I never really saw anyone comment that or like, oh wow, that was a really close set or a good set or you know, because I guess people, a lot of people, they just see the three on paper and then they don't care. Yeah, um, exactly. But to but to me, like I, I think that is a much more incredible set to watch than people have given it credit for. Yeah, and I, I just, I'll say a few things now, but I think there was just some really big deciding moments in that match. And one of the most underrated um, deciding moments that people don't really know, but like discuss about that set was in that first game, I died to a dash attack at like 80% on the ledge. I was going to say, you died to it. No, I, I, 
I didn't do like out. I tried to jump, and because I used tap jump, I have to hold up. And so yep. he caught he caught that, and so that di up killed me. But I was at like eighty percent, and he was at like one hundred and fifty sixty. So I I had complete control of that first stock. Just this mm-hmm. little one fuck up on the control stick, I die. And then now I'm a little bit behind, which you don't want to be against Leo. And I yep. just couldn't quite get in front from that point onwards. But if I took that first stock, then I would have been feeling really good for that game, and it could have played. Yeah, completely different. Convert a zero to sixty off the next dock. Yeah, then... well, exactly. I could have done. Like yeah. I feel everyone, good. no one wants to be the person behind, especially when you're the underdog. You I know? feel, yeah. I feel, I felt completely comfortable like that game and you know that first stock. But you know yeah. he took that stock and now I'm behind the stock, which is like really bad because I have to do something now. And mm. like I think Ernest, you were saying, I win neutral a lot more in that matchup. But Byleth just hits Yunlink so goddamn hard that yeah. like you know it, it can be pretty hard to play catch up. And like I always caught up um game one but then you know i just couldn't get much damage done on that last stock or any but you know i could have easily been able to do it and then the second game was the up ease i did not yeah. realize I, I didn't realize that it was always untackable or that he would be so good at doing it i thought he was yeah. just going to call me out with like fair or back air or just something like that but it did the up ease and i was adapted by the end of that game um but also it's like too late but you even see it but, you see it all the time on stream and in like youtube and you're like oh yeah you know that's that's hype and then you get hit by it and you're like oh like i lost all three stocks to it that game but when i was on stage that game it was like pretty even mm. it's just i got hit mm. off and i died but then game three i played around that better and i went last hit and then i basically lost because i just like fucked up and air dodge upwards um and you know i do i the near away and he got the sweet spot um dash attack but if i went played mk leo again i just kind of didn't deal with there well enough and up b because um going into the set uh like byleth near is generally minus nine but i didn't know uh he could auto auto cancel it to make it uh minus six mm-hmm. so uh, my game plan oh, was really? yeah that, that. leo told me that afterwards um because mm-hmm. i was like uh my game plan was Byleth will probably narrow my shield, right? And so I'm like, just hold shield and up B, and that's like 30%, right? But MKLeo was like, obviously being the best player. He was really good at mixing up between the landing hit the auto can- and the auto-cancel hit. So it really threw me off my game. Nothing um, is free, you know? You can't yeah, just well, go into exactly. it and like, be like, and- I'm shielding this, I get up B. It's just nothing's free. Yeah, yeah, obviously, but I thought like I might be able to catch him off guard, like with a few loose nares. But obviously, mm. being him, that just didn't work out. So now, in future, I would basically treat it like Link Nair, for example, that I just can't uh, punish it on shield. Just have to but respect it. yeah, but I can, but I can like dash back and pivot grab, or I can preemptively up here, or I can run back and dash attack because you're you can try to nair it, maybe right. Mm. Even if you nair the shield, it's like you can drift away and then reset. It's a, right? like are you talking about dropping shield and punishing him with nair. No, no, I'm talking about Nair out of shield, and then oh, Nair, away. yeah, like punishing like, it out of shield's like really hard because of how well he mixes it up. Like it's just not yeah. worth the risk because if you mess up, he's obviously got like converting off it with sweet spot dash attack, which is really strong. As you saw, I was dying, you know, on Legend in Kalos at 100. percent um, So I think it's just better to outright respect the move. So you know, if I just made those two changes next time, and I could maybe avoid dying uh, like as early. Um, I would feel a lot more confident, but, you know, you don't get chances, you know, often. Because it's like Wizzy after Phantom, 
I watched that set, I learned a few things that I could have done better and, I've, and I would have felt 10 times more confident next time. But, you know, that's the thing that's hurting me, like the lack of experience and all that. And you don't get second mm. chances. You don't get second chances again. I'm not going to verse Wizzy at Phantom again. So, you know, tough titties for me. This ain't, but... your, this ain't your pixel local, you know? Yeah, you know, exactly. You don't, exactly. You, don't beat, you don't lose to someone and you're like, all right, next week. Yeah, well, yeah. Ex- exactly. And that's, like, and that's the I'll thing. Die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess that's the thing, like, Byless a lot more kind of consistent than Young Link, for example. So it can be, you know, a bit tough going into uh, situations like these. But MKLeo being the best player is a solid game plan and a consistent game plan for just about everything where I kind of have to adapt and change based on it, it what's what's really funny is um it's not so much related to the gameplay but my last match uh, internationally was against MKLeo at Hyrule Saga in Smash 4 and I got I got absolutely fucked I didn't take a stock it was best of 5 done in 5 minutes um anyway i t- i talked to him a little bit after the match and then at the end of the day uh, i spoke to leo for about like 30 minutes an hour and we had like a really good conversation and then at the really yeah yeah, yeah. just um it, it was like a really nice guy and everything we had a chat but then um at smash world tour That's i was funny. like oh i was like hey leo how's it going man and it's like oh nice to meet you dude i was like oh fuck. no no <laughs> oh <laughs> my I, like, I didn't I even get that much at Congo Saga. I talked. I, really? I, I went up. I went up to him. Um, Quick was there, so I think he he might have been in a hurry to go back to Quick because he's like pretty okay. good friends with him and stuff like that. But he was like walking around. I was like, oh, MKLeo, nice to meet you. I'm, I'm Ben. I'm you know I'm, I'm here from Australia. Um, and then he was just like, okay, <laughs> and just turned around <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you too. That's super funny. Um, so yeah, literally like before we sat down to play, it's like, oh, nice to meet you, man. I'm like, oh, you just don't remember. Um, and then I think after the match, I sat down and talked with him and his coach for about like 30 minutes again. Oh, um, again. And yeah, and and he's like, oh yeah, I told him about that we played at Hyrule Saga, and he's like, oh yeah, I don't remember that. I'm like, fair enough. I mean, the amount of mages he would go to, the amount yeah. of people he would meet, yeah. and all that. Like, I don't blame him for like not remembering me because yeah, it'd be like impossible. But I just thought. It was really funny um, before the match that yeah he didn't remember so I that was would like, be like oh, four years so. ago now yeah. right yeah June 2018 so He's yeah grown four up years so ago. much like well exactly yeah. exactly but I, I just thought that was like funny before the match but you know I got to have a good chat with him after because I asked Leo I'm like like hey man did you have any advice for me about from our set um, and he's like nah like the only thing <laughs> I kind of it's like the only thing I kind of picked up was you neutral get up and then rolled instantly a bit. <laughs> Um, and he caught on to a pretty quickly. Yeah, I've had that habit since my in- entire Smash career. And especially in this game, because Young Link's roll so dog shit on stage that I just neutrally get up and roll to get more distance than actually, like, rolling. But it's a habit that gets me, like, beaten a lot. Um, mm. I remember at uh, BAM 9 or BAM 11, the one BAM 1 in uh, 2019, <laughs> I, um, I lost to Ignis uh, in Losers Game 5. And I literally lost because... Um, he kept me off stage on FD, it was like last dock, last hit, and I'd neutral get up and rolled, and he backhanded me three times in a row to win the oh match. Because I, I just like, I just neutral get up and rolled, and he would just backhand, send me off, and I, and he did it again, and I died. And I was like so devo, because I did like, I just remember it so vividly that I did the neutral get up roll, and he just was like, nah, piss off, like, yeah. pally backhand, like, get out of the way. Yeah. Um, so I've had that habit for a while, but that's literally all Leo had to say on the set. Um, his coach who plays Byleth told me, um, 
that Callus wasn't lost, really a good right? pick. Yeah, yeah. Told me that Callus isn't really a good pick because um, Byleth has the like long range tools to kind of deal with Yunlink. Like he's got the range on his aerials and whatnot. Um, but I was like, well, I can kind of control the space on my projectiles and all that. But he was telling me that I should be taking Byleth to like Smashville and small battlefield and smaller stages to like cramp him. But I'm like, what that's i like that to me doesn't seem right because i can't really wall byleth out on like a small stage but that's mm. just what he was telling me but yeah anyway basically how, i got sorry how was playing on the american stage list by the way ah uh, sick I start, I start on ps2 like every time <laughs> that's, that's like um they don't have did they always did they always offer for you to uh Go PS2. They, like do you want to start ps2 yeah, even I was like, want to start PS2, and they're like, yeah, I didn't even ask their character, I was like, you want to start PS2, and they never asked my character either, they're like, nah. PS2, I'm like, yes, care. yeah, exactly, and I'm like, this yeah. is awesome, but if someone, <laughs> if, if, some, <laughs> if duality someone, of man, yeah. like, Ben's like, man, this is stupid, <laughs> but, <laughs> John is but, like, oh, mate, <laughs> literally, if someone's like, oh, do you want to start PS2, and they're like, no, the first stage they banned PS2, so they have some sort yeah, of like, yeah. Thing. But if we're, if we're not signing PS2, they're banning it. Um, but literally, like, 90% of the time, I could sign PS2. Um, but they have... They kind of have... Uh, the most seven common stages are, like, yeah, the Callus Town, all that. They just don't usually have Yoshis and Lilat. Um, mm. And Unova's not common. Nah, oh, Unova's died yeah. in 2019. Dude, they might man, need, you know they the, need to bring, you know it bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. from 2019, man. That I think was the golden fine, era. yeah. It was fine. Um, when I went over it's there... Like, They'd all, yeah, they'd be like, do you want to start PS2? I'm like, yeah. No, I'd like to ban. And I, they'd always get to, like, one of these bozos. Let's go, what do you want to, what do you want to ban? <laughs> yeah, and, and then, then, I, then I, yeah, then I'd feel bad, and I'm like, I probably no. was going to get a PS2, but now I need to ban it. Otherwise, they're going to hate me. Uh, an illusion of choice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, if they're like PS2 and they're like no, or they're like you can ban. They all. I don't think I did Paper Scissors Rock once. Everyone always let me ban first. If I was like, That's do you want to start PS2? And I'm like, do you want to start PS2? Yeah, they, they don't and give a like, fuck. They just get straight into the game. The beat. Yeah, yeah, I was like so, PS2, and they're like no, and they're like no, and you can ban first. I'm like okay, <laughs> like I don't. Yeah, I didn't do Paper Scissors Rock once over there. Um, so, but what was I guess the main thing with the rule set, um, is no one there really solo mains and i kept getting like really? uh i kept getting wrecked by counter picks because they mm-hmm. do stage before character so like right. a good a good example of this is that let's make moves uh in my losers right after quick um i played a diddy on ps2 and i won game one and so i was like oh diddy i'll ban fd uh, smashville and he's like okay let's go battlefield i'm like oh yeah sweet this is fine and then he pulled mario out mario. And, then, and then he pulls out and then he pulls out cloud i'm like oh. well fuck my like fuck me i've just like counterpicked myself to like the worst stage for me in this yeah. matchup and so he ended up winning the game and i was like well shit um Bunch of grimace, then, man. yeah yeah and then i that's swapped so, it. that's so bullshit and then we went to Kalos and I beat him. And then I was like, all right, this time I'm going to ban, like, cloud stages. So I banned, uh, like, <laughs> and then small, I banned small Battlefield and Smashville. <laughs> and then he goes FD with Diddy Kong. Oh. Um, I fucked him. No, but you win, the, you, you win those. Yeah, 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 like, I'd rather go Diddy Kong FD than cloud Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, so I won that. But then, like, you know, after that... Um, I had like a Croy who switched to Byleth because we went to Battlefield. But um, one, of the, one of the weird really weird things in the rule set 
was um, game one. Uh, so you know how we have MDSR here. Which, and which it, region's rule set was this? Uh, Orlando. Orlando. Um, and maybe let's make big moves. But Orlando was the big one uh, that I remember this happening. What happened uh, was... Game one is considered neutral. So we have MDSR, right? And you can't go to the last stage you won on. Yeah. But yeah. there, you can't go to the last stage you counterpicked on. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. What happen- so, so what happens is CPDF, you start PS2 uh, game one. Um, uh, you, you say you win that. And then you lose. Uh, they counterpick you battlefield game two. Um, that You know... You can go back to PS2 if they don't ban it because it's technically considered a neutral stage. But oh, if you won game three on PS2 um, and then they won game four on another stage, you can't go back to PS2 game five because game three was the counter pick. So you can't go back to that stage you won on, but you can go back to the neutral stage you won on, which is game one. That's so so it's so funny that they have such pedantic rule sets for people that don't even use it. Yeah, and what's uh, funny is that rule set actually kind of worked out in my favour because uh, against the Mega Man uh, MPG, I think is his tag, um, we played PS uh, game one on PS2, and I like beat him pretty easily on it, and then he went battle. We went Battlefield game two and he won, um, and he banned I don't know two stages, and then I'm like, all right, let's go back to PS2, and he's like what but it was the last stage you won on and i'm like well hang on a second here's like the rule set paper you cannot go to like the neutral stage and he's like oh fuck's sake and i'm like not not changing it now so we went ps2 and i like fucked him on it game three um but you know a a lot of people got caught out by that rule because i don't think like many regions uh did it um he would he would have been they have like no one cares about yeah and, and they're, they're like me, right? It's just like I think stages are like low key a myth. No, but it's just oh all God. it's just all vibes. It's like, do I vibe with like FD? I'll fucking go there, you know. But then like with them, it's just like it's just they don't care, and they have yeah. like a rule set that's like so weirdly pedantic for it. And they're like, I, I, I don't know. Like let's just go PS2 or let's just go this stage, and it's like. They just don't just really have, like, pay spin any, the wheel any... of fortune. See yeah, yeah like, it's like they don't pay any attention to it, right? And it's just so jarring how different the culture is, especially when you were saying how everyone is a counter picker. And yeah. I was like, like yeah. no solo mains at all. It's so. It weird was it was Very a rare. different game. Uh, it was Smash Four when I went there. Um, well, I definitely noticed it more. Like in the US, you, oh, when I went... you went there in Smash Four. Yeah. So, so okay. in Ultimate, I copped a lot of Wolves and Palatinas, um, but in Smash 4, every single set I played, like, every single one, they would play their main game one, I'd beat them, game two, they would swap to Cloud. That's crazy. And then, and then they played me, yeah, Cloud, played Cloud the rest of the set. Every single set I played in the US. So, that wasn't, like, a top player, like, just bopping me already. Would you say, like, right. generally everyone's, like, prepared to, like, fuck it, let's go a top tier, like... You mentioned Paladin yeah. and Wolves. But yeah, the, the, the US is a lot more like like I'm I'm here to win. Mm, um, that is so in the, crazy. In, in the US, I actually have a chance to be the best in the world because I'm in the country where the best <laughs> yeah. in the world is. So even like all the O tour mentality, like every so many players, they have that mentality of like I genuinely want to be the best player in the world. That's crazy. Be- because I have the resources available to me to make that happen. Why don't where, you be the best player in the world with a fucking solo man, you fuckwit? Where, like in Australia, we're kind of forced to be like, 
well, we're all here for a good time. It's a social <laughs> social event. You know, you can get good at the game if you want to, but really, we're just all mates and we want to get on the beers, you know? Yeah. Because that's kind of like a... You kind of have to, like, make that a big chunk of it for it to be worthwhile, because if you want to be the uh, you know, best luck. in the world, you're, you're going to be pretty disappointed in all likelihood. <laughs> so... It's just a completely different culture where, like, they are so much more focused on the competition, the playing the game, the getting good at the game, practicing everything. Like, they just, their focus and mental is just totally there. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, it's, I guess at the same time, because the American level of playing is also just that much better to begin with. They're also kind of forced, like, they're kind of thrown into that, too, mm. um, if they wanted. So here, you have a lot of people getting by on their mid-tier, their low-tier. Um, less so in this game, because, like, there are more good characters. So everyone's kind of naturally playing a character that's fine anyway. But in the Smash 4, in particular, you saw so many people who, like, halfway through the game, they just, like, fell out of love with the game because their mediocre character just wasn't good anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just yeah. got invalidated. You know, they could just, they couldn't keep playing Kirby if they wanted to make it past losers round two. So, um, where like they, Americans, they kind of, they like, they are born and bred into that reality. So straight away, they just have like, I need a top tier. I need a top tier counter pick, blah, blah, blah to get me through where we can kind of just go through our life. Never having to care that we're again a Dwarf main. I think it's like, I think that kind of culture is like, even though it's like admirable in how dedicated they are, I think they're really stupid <laughs> because it feels like they actually just want like the most cheapest, efficient way to like get results and stuff. Was that truly um, like, like, was that I, like truly? I disagree, I think. Disagree with what? In terms of like the, the cheapest, quickest way to get results. Because I, 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 I think. Fair. I think they genuinely put a lot more effort into the game than we do. No, 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 no. So I'm not saying, I'm not questioning the effort. I'm questioning the theory, right? Where instead of being like, I'm just going to pick someone, right? And mm -hmm. then play the game and learn the game through that character. I am going to pick the optimal, like, counter pick, like, match like matchups, right? All the time. I'm going to play the best characters in the game. And I'm just going to, that's my template. And I'm going to take it from there, right? Mm -hmm. And if something doesn't work out, then it's not so much a question of them. It's also it's additionally a question of my character, right? And obviously, right, like the difference is obviously they can be like if I'm saying that they're stupid, it's like why are they so much better than us, right? And it's like it's true. They put just straight up more effort than us, right? It's it's like everyone knows this at this point, right? And effort is not something that can really be replaced at all. But I think like it feels just like such a lack of like oversight especially when you consider like their takes on a lot of things about the game it's it's just like it doesn't feel as if you've thought about thought of much at all right i'm not talking about like 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 the top top level players and stuff right because obviously they're like pretty yeah. stupid opinions here too yeah that is true right that is oh, true yeah. but it's like well for how good for how good the average level is over there it's like you mm. you still think of certain things with like yeah, I don't know. And it's also just like, you look at like Japan as like the polar opposite, right? It just comes purely out of love for like a certain character or something, right? But they're also equally probably as dedicated and as like, you know, they put they put a lot of effort into it to like learn with crutches, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that you find a lot. 
I guess, in America, mm. is what it, I would assume. I, I don't know enough about Japan to comment on properly. I'm um, the same. Like, I don't know what they say or anything. Yeah, I yeah. like I I can I can't understand. Just think of, think of the yeah. existence. No, just think of the pure <laughs> existence of certain people. You just like you go to a Japanese local and you just have like like people hardly I've never been to one. people hardly <laughs> hardly counterpick. I've I've versed one. Do they guy, not? I don't know. <laughs> I have versed one no. guy that counterpicked me, and he can He went from Pokemon trader to Donkey Kong. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Everyone yeah, else, I played culture. like a, I played a solo Piranha Plant. I played a solo Puff. I played a solo Link and Ike, mm. right? Like, and then I versed well, some that, guy that just played a, a totally random character. So Canopic wasn't even the question. He just wanted to play sure. random characters. But they were like, you know, they want to get good at the game without. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you see the difference in what I'm trying to say, right? And you see that from, top players, from what like I've gathered player. of the Japanese community, there it's a lot more just like learning and mastering the game figuring exactly. out the game um especially because like i don't know what the situation is right now but historically they've always needed a like a gambling license to in order to win money and like or for events to give out money so the, the whole scene just runs on pure love for the game mm-hmm. um i imagine yes uh, if you know if, if there's no if there is basically no incentive to win outside of Oh, I won. I'm pretty good at this game. Well, so it's it must just be a different, completely different motive, different way of thinking, approaching the game. Yeah. And you do you do see that as well. Like you're in Japan, you're always wonder like how how's this like little Mac like doing you know getting ninth in the game or whatever. How does um, how does it, Kep- you know how does like people like Kept or Rido or Brood just like do it? Yeah, it's just, like, we- these guys must be nutcrackers. Interestingly, I, I think that kind of meta just strangely works better in Japan than it would in the US. It does, because there's a lot more there's a lot more respect from both players, right? And so yeah. so mid-level not mid-level, like like a lot of mid characters have a lot more license to do things. Yes. And that creates more opportunities where they can apply the things that they're really good at. Whereas if you put yeah. them, let's say in like like America, right? Or like like maybe even like Australia, right? Not to say that like we're totally like equivalent at all. They, I, might, th- I think they Loki, might, they might we, we counter the Japanese a bit. In I also, I also Loki thinks that, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. they have a lot more like, like effort and dedication and like mastery of skill on an average level than us. But in yeah. terms of just purely fillers, like purely in terms of gameplay stamp, a gameplay standpoint. Yeah, yeah, there is a bit of a difference. Well, I have a. a stra- Oh, you go. You go. Oh, I was, I'm going to two-part question. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so one on, on culture, right? Like, in terms of where Australia is at the moment, like Ben mentioned, with, like, uh, you got to make that socializing worthwhile to, to stick around and good luck being the best, right? But if we, like, obviously we're not fully the US or even Japan on either end, do you think we should change our culture in any way? Like, I guess it's a bit of no. difference. Oh, like, I mean, there's a diff- even a difference between, like, Victoria Ooh. and other states of being <laughs> more grindy, I guess, right? But it's like, do you do you want anything more out of it? Like, do you wish people, like, took the game seriously more? Or do you wish, like... Like, what have you noticed, especially since, like... Don't know, why do, you say, why do you say no? Yeah. Is this for... Yeah. Oh, both well, of you, honestly. Like, I mean, it's for, I it's for both of you, yeah. 
I don't think we need to change culture. I think everyone's going to have a different answer to your question, Connor, in terms of I would love people to take the game more seriously. I want everyone in Vic to get better because the better people get, the better, the more that pushes me and the better that makes me. And then when I travel overseas, I'm more prepared. So I really yeah. want to help out Victorians and I really want to help them grind. And I love seeing, you know, shit like people grinding. I love, you know, people attending like tournaments and pushing, you know, to work well. Like I love, you know, watching, you know, Ernest and Connor, like you guys, you know, you work hard. Um, oh, I looks, it looks like you guys care. Like I see taking notes and all that stuff. And I love that shit. Like I love people working hard. I get pissed off at, you know, I see some talent like DD and Seb that I think is like wasted in terms of, you know, they could have their reasons for it. They don't feel the passion for the game or something. That's completely understandable. I don't blame them, but I think they have so much more potential than what they do. Um, yeah. And so I, uh, I love watching people, you know, really work hard and grind. But obviously that's not for everyone in the community. Like people, you know, go out to socialize and enjoy and have fun. And I think that's great. And if those people want to do it, then there, you know, needs to be a culture for that. And I think there is a culture for that. You know, we've got Pixel at a bar, Super Sunshine's really good. Um, Ramp out a bit more serious, but you know, you have the social ones like Dan and all that, um, you know, and they will, they will go out afterwards and, you know, have like their fun and all you, that you can't you can't just go up to like dog of it and be like bro come on man play fucking well exactly and, and, like, and, that, and that's my point fucking grind with me right now and then yeah, it's just like come on man like i came back from work like ex ex exactly <laughs> and, and like that's my point um you know if someone doesn't want to take the game seriously then you can't force them but like you know you need to find another way for them to enjoy the game or the scene to keep them you know attending tournaments or locals or whatever and i think victoria does have that really good balance between you know the social aspect uh and like the serious aspect like if someone wants to get good here they can get good and they can become like a um a countrywide threat like absolutely no problems at all but you know the, the scene is there for to chill out and have fun and all that so it's you know personal preference so i don't think the culture needs to be changed because i don't think it's too heavily skewed in one way or the other i don't know like obviously this is like a top player perspective. You guys might have different perspectives and I'd, you know, be interested to hear that. I don't know what Queensland is like um, because, you know, you've had your history of funny characters and I don't know how that's affected the scene. Well, um, then, then the, here's the floor. But like, I was just saying, you know, I don't know what other states are like, so it's hard to speak as a country. I assume that would be somewhat similar, but, you know, I'll get Ben will discuss like Queensland. But I think for Vic, we're in a pretty healthy state right now in terms we, of we keep it pretty um, real and we kind of respect people yeah, and yeah like exactly what they want but we and also have like a lot of people so there's a variety that yeah and we've know. got the discord like we've got discord servers twitter things you know all that so everyone can keep in touch so i think vic is in a good spot but queensland i'll push it over to ben on that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah well john john has pretty much already said like all the kind of stuff i would say um I think in terms of, yeah, like changing the culture, like Australia-wide, it would be really good to see all of the states have that same kind of grind culture that Victoria does. Because they don't. They just don't. Um, but again, it all comes down to who's in these communities. You know, yeah. you, can't, you can't push a culture that isn't compatible with the community mm. onto it if it just doesn't work. Um but you can you can foster it, you can improve it 
Uh, like, yeah, Queensland back in Smash 4 was, like, total <laughs> terrible. Bad state, no competitive drive, didn't even want to go out of state. Actually, if there was, like, one aspect of culture to change, or not necessarily change, but to promote, would be traveling mm. to the other states, interacting with the other states, learning with the other states. Um, because that really does promote growth. It promotes improving even more than just going to your local ever will. It's so I, I think that, that interconnectivity between the scenes, uh, interaction between the top levels, that kind of thing is so important. But I think like in, in Queensland, I actually got to a really good level in um, like the start of Ultimate. I think we had a really good culture that was like rivaling Victoria's level of like investment in the game, practicing the game. We had we had really good depth in the state. Unfortunately, like since COVID and stuff, a lot of people have kind of moved on and all that kind of thing. So I think Queensland's a bit weak at the moment, and that there aren't that many people to kind of keep up the interest and drive of improving that culture, that kind of thing. Because for me, like yeah, like what John was saying was what's annoying about when you see these really good players that aren't living up to what they could do, what the how they could perform. It's also heartbreaking when you see newer people, or even not new people, but just up-and-coming people in this time, just they don't have access to any of the resources they need in order to reach that next level, become the next best player in the state, best player in Australia, you know, because no, no one's there, there's no drive there um, to help them. And that's, I think, one of the sadder things you can see like in a community. So if, if a scene doesn't have that, um, those resources, that culture to be able to enable that, that's when I think it really does need change. Um, but as long, yeah, as long as you do have a healthy balance between the social side and the competitive, then that's what really all, all you need out of it. I think uh, Australia has been hurt really, really bad by no majors <coughs> since Phantom. Um, yeah. Like I, even I remember back in you know Smash Four, uh, I used to really look forward to majors and all that because not only because I was like back proving myself then, but I also mm. got to meet a bunch of people. Like some of my fondest memories in Smash are like uh, expand Gong, staying with all like Adelaide people in the in like an Airbnb and just like doing stupid yeah. shit over the weekend so and like all that fun. Stuff. Stuff. Huh? Yeah, yeah like so I said, like, got, they, got really they have people. really good Airbnbs. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like, you know, a lot of old people these days or since pandemic, they haven't experienced the major. And not yeah. only is the major. It's such a hollow competitive yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Ma- majors are literally. You, look at, you think about some kids, some of the Wi Fi kids, right? Like, they don't have that major experience. Like, a lot of their experience is just like locals coming back, sporadic mm-hmm. monthlies. But nothing that really, like you know, like puts like a state together in solidarity and like you know go somewhere and like mm-hmm. be a unit, right? Like you know, think of like you know, Naru's probably never had a monthly before, right? And it's like Polyrhythm or like a whole bunch of people, and it's just like that's really crazy to think about, you know, like Zav, right? Yeah, and uh, it's literally like thanks to Majors that I got to number one because 
you know, back in Smash 4, I would uh, tend to mage and I would generally not perform as well as I liked it. Like, I would always want top 8 or something like that and I just wouldn't make it. And, you know, I'd, I'd be demo like that day, but then that Monday, or I would go back and I would, you know, grind that entire week here because it just gives you that motivation. It's just like, you know, <coughs> seeing seeing all the people at top 8, you know, Nick Ghost, like all those uh, in Smash 4, you know, that was really motivating me to work so bloody hard because I really want to be at that top one day. But, you know, the last two years we haven't had that so all these ultimate kids you know they're not getting inspired from mages or they're not you know meeting people in the other scenes because you know you get to mages and you get to play all these different people and you get to meet all these different people and you get to extend you know the scene beyond you know the local one you're in um but it's it's so motivating smash wise because you've got something to look forward to and something to work towards an actual goal um and so I think, yeah, Ultimate Kids or Wi-Fi or, you know, post-pandemic kids uh, have lost a lot uh, with no majors. And it's hard to know when they're going to come back because, you know, everything was looking good here until Omicron and Perth borders are still shut. So, yeah, yeah. I think I, th- I think that's the thing that's hurt Oz the most while the US is, like, still generally running majors right yeah. now. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I have a second part of the question, and it might shift generally what we've been talking about so far. Um towards more gameplay focus so i know um ben went to ultimate i meant to america in like 2019 or so and you only just got back but the american style or how americans play compared to australians this is the age-old question right what do they do well what do we need to improve on is there anything that like wow this is shockingly different i've never been like punished this way before or like like, focus on more gimmicks and stuff in neutral. Like, what was the most distinguishing thing when you sat down and played that majority of player base? You're like, holy shit, we need to change. Funnily uh, enough, Ben, I was talking to Ben over the trip, and one of the things he said to me um, was they have much better control over their character there, which is 100% true, because you'll play like a mid-level Luigi there, and their neutral is dog shit in terms of I just sit in the corner and like fire arrow and boomerang, and they just still try run and grab me. There's like, no brain. There's like, no brain going yeah. on. Come here, but they grab me and I die, and or you know they they do the zero to death, or you know they grab Every me at time. six. They, and they grab me at 60 and they do down through up B and they hit it like every time. And I'm like, yep. I, I'm like, I'm not getting outplayed here, but it's like really close because, you know, they know their character so well or you play like, mm-hmm. you know, a Ken. And that's why you see Americans on, on Twitter say like Ken's or Shoto's and Paul's are so scary because they know how to do all the Ken stuff, but yeah. they, they will no... just kill you at every yeah. opportunity. <laughs> and they have like no neutral which is why they're inconsistent and why you can beat them, but they can also make upsets because they know their character super well. And, you know, you kind of look here, and people have pretty poor ca- uh, control over their character, which is something I realized, you know, when mm-hmm. I went over there. Um, I think, And I think the other big thing is they play much faster and much uh, mashier over there. Like, what free, do you mean I by use faster? Er- I, I, I'm going to say, I was gonna, I'm going to use an example. Like, Ernest... Um, Lucina, I basically just like overwhelm him super easily through just, I just like outspeed him through just projectiles moves. I just get in his face and like, he just, I can't keep up. Right. But these, these, uh, mid-level um i uh, let's make big moves i dropped game one to a little mac because he like called out i think you're gonna use the lucina as an example i was just like well 
I, I did play Kobe's Lucina for a little bit. Um, and sure. like, but that's like a bit different because he's, you know, okay. yeah, really yeah, good yeah. player. Um, I, I played like a little Mac round one and, you know, he won game one because he like called out a projectile throw with KO punch, you know, really well. And, you know, took the game and he, mm-hmm. he was calling out stuff super well. But then I like bodied him after that because I just kind of matched his speed. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of outbutted him. But I guess what you're more asking is, uh, like, what do you mean by play fast? And, like, they do actions much faster. Um, yep. I played Mr. Zircon, the Isabel, and he would do, you know, a, nair, uh, a falling nair on my shield really quickly, but then he would do something, like, instant. Um, he, he would do something instant, and then, like, you know, I just kind of had to out pace him because he would do a nair and then he would quickly dash back and do like a fair or a bear like listening shot and then you know he would just keep doing stuff back and forth whereas um it back in oz it's really easy to it's really yeah yeah and that's like yeah p9's like one of those people (coughs) who plays fast um because he just like mashes a lot and i think their 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 meta is really mashy um and they press a lot of buttons and they press fast and i was talking to mk leo about this (coughs) Um, he said he dropped Joker because he thinks the US meta is too mashy and he doesn't like not having an out of shield option, which is why he started playing Byleth because of up being there. Um, because he doesn't like whiff punishing consistently and he thinks that's what, you know, is working so well with Joker. But, um, you know, he doesn't like uh, think, having that like a meta shield option. I think there's an important distinction to make. We, we have fast players as well. The difference is that we are way less precise with playing fast than. Mm. I, I was li- I was literally about to say that we got yeah. when, when they play example. when they play fast. It's not just about quick decision and like quick execution, but it's tight execution. Like it's accurate. Like yeah. Zircon, yeah, yeah. Will hit, Zircon will hit a really good nair and then will be really quick to do a dash back forward or like yeah, exactly. like position yeah. himself really quick and like everything is tight, right? Whereas it's, like like one of our players will like slip up a spacing, press a button too early, and it's less safe, all right? I or doesn't that. have the re- recognition to just be like, hit something, and then realize that they can continue the pressure, then they'll do a panic shield, and then, mm. and then they lose their oh turn. Right? It's it's not just that, too, because the, they they just know where they need to be, and where they have to be, yes, where exactly. you will be. They're, they're just, everything is so like, I need to be here for if he does this. It's and when he does science. this, I'm already ready to hit him for it. It's and when science. I'm hitting for it, I'm going to hit this combo 100% of the time, you know? Exactly. Where for us, it's kind of like, I kind of want to do this. I've, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pressing a button now. Oh, he's done that. Oh, well, now I'm in lag. I can't, all right, I'll try and get over there. Oh, no, he, he can act first. Now I just got hit. Oh, my God. Where, like, the US, they just have everything on lock, like... I think it's, yeah, I, it's, it's it's just airtight. They can do everything what they want to do. They can do, and they will do. Where for us, it's like, oh, it would be nice if, but, and then it's a, who knows if we can actually pull you're it speaking off. Speaking to not. my soul, Ben. Oh my gosh. It's sing- It's like they figured out the single player of their character and like controlled situations. I think. Yes. It's like I can like they have the recognition to be like in this situation. I know what to look for and what their outs are. And when they do this thing, I know that if I read that they're going to do this jump, I can hit this. I can hit yeah. them here. And then I know exactly the follow-up to do it. And so there's just no hesitation and it's just pure execution. Whereas here, sometimes it's like we 
might have the idea, but we don't have the execution, right? And we don't have that yeah. practiced controlled situation where it's like, for me, it's yeah. kind of like, I want to put them in this situation. And I think that if they jump, I could hit them, right? But then yeah. there's a doubt, there's a doubt in my mind and I might be preemptive and too impatient to execute on that idea. And if I do yeah. execute on that idea, it's like, it's like a second too late. They're and like, so they've figured out the sync, like the, the situations that they're controlled in and they can like really hyper execute on it. Yeah. And it not only plays into our weakness of our play styles, but actually like strengthens theirs yes, where yeah. like, because not only do we struggle to keep up with them and punish them because our um, execution just isn't there, but what actually ends up happening when you play American players is all these things that you're so used to doing and being comfortable with, you're actually overextending. But you never know because no one in Australia punishes you for it. Yeah. Where in the US, <laughs> as soon as you do this thing in the US, they're like, what are you doing, you stupid? Or, boom, kill you for it. And it's like, oh, that was safe. I just did a safe thing there. I was fine, and you killed me for it. So you're just like every set, you're adjusting. In the, like every matchup, every player, you're like, I have to not do this, 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 and that because this is like half my game plan, and this all just doesn't work against Americans because they actually kill me for it. They hit me for it. Yeah. So, and so our play styles are actually so unoptimized, like more unoptimized than you would even think just in terms of like approaching positioning in the game um let let alone every time we screw up a combo or we're you know we've pressed a button when we shouldn't have when we should have stayed still or you know whatever. lazy disadvantages um, as well yeah 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 um oh, which plays into like the the trifecta that i have yes like, it just it's just such a brutal like americans yeah. counter us our play style we counter japanese play style and the japanese pl counter the american play style where we're like a weird mix i think Actually, we counter, japan counter, counter i think we counter japan purely on the so purely on the hypothetical that we match their work ethic right well i think japan, japan Americans, counters, i think japan matches america and like can counter them because their style is so refined but they have they're so well practiced in how they do it that they can match it right the the japanese i think the execution isn't as airtight as um, the Americans, but they have more of a brain going it's on. It's not just execution, though. It's like execution doesn't have to be like buttons. It can be knowing how, like when it's your turn. By execution, to... I'm also talking about like positioning and stuff yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, well. okay, that's fine. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, because it, it's part of it. It's all part of it. You need to, you know, ha have the control over your character to be able to be exactly where you want to be at any given time. Uh, doing know, something or like not when doing it's something. your turn to do something as well and how yeah. much you can do well, where we're kind of like in we're in this boat where we we would counter the americans if we were more used to having better control of our character not overextending that kind of thing but the japanese is like us without that flaw so they can just hit the americans for that for being stupid where so you're just saying you're you're just elaborately saying that we're smarter than them, but we suck. Yes, no, I, I think Australian play is like some of the smartest play in the world, Ooh, unironically. That's a hot take. Oh. Like top oh, top wow. top that's level. I'm a genius. because we <laughs> <laughs> like, like 
We have gotten so good at finding... so fucking smart. No, like... We have genuinely gotten so good at finding new ways to hit our opponent without having to control our character well and without having to learn stage control. Dude, do you know what? We have, it is we have because, gone through these weird hoops of mix-ups and different ways of things to do. Like, our brains are so huge when it comes to figuring out a way to hit the opponent. It's because we're, we're we overcompensating. We're overcompensating we for are. the fact that we can't, we can't hit them and kill them in two hits. We it's literally <laughs> are. And you, it, you see that when you, you play a mid-level American, they trounce on you. Like, you, you know, you last talk, last hit beat them after you play the lamest you've ever played because you can't play the the way you want to play. You finally scrape, scrape through it and like, they were dog shit. They like rolled back into the corner like every time. I killed them six times for doing that one habit. That's how I won that set. It's true. And then, and then you play like a Japanese top player and you're just playing him. You're going back and forth. You're like, holy shit, I'm hard reading this guy. He's, he's easy. He's actually not that hard at all. He's fine. Like, this is the best, like one of the best in the world. I'm, this, this feels really, really doable. Pierce, Pierce, the first and 30 seconds versus Shuton. <laughs> in, in the mental level, at the Australian top level, we have the understanding of the game, the mentals, you know, the conditioning, the adaptation of top level play in the world, in our brain, in our tiny little brain up here. Connor, we're, we're not that bad. <laughs> so much of it, so much of it is just our, the, our hands, our hands. We, we want to do something, it doesn't work out, you know. So... But when those top players, they play the game differently. They're playing so much me you know, mental here. They're not relying on these, these button checks, basically, of like this execution test. Sure. So because they're not putting you through that, you're suddenly on this like even playing field with them of actually being able to just brain to brain talk to them in th through the game. And it happens a lot against Japanese players. It happens a lot against pop american players where this is, this is excellent because this is just pure copium for me every time i get bullied by nick <laughs> it's like mama maybe i'm not bad maybe nick's uh, actually just the best player in the world sometimes this this was absolutely my experience playing every like genuinely good top player in the game it's like they they were just easier i i could understand playing the game against them much better than when I played a, a high, medium or even a high level American who are still largely just like button checking me like wolf they'd you know like shot hot bear shot hot bear shot hot bear oh they'd get it zero to eighty combo now I'm dead to bear another bear so they just continue doing shot hot bear it's like it's like a, a airtight little game plan they have going mini game I have to figure out I can't because they're playing better than like they're controlling better than me yeah but every good player what if, that wasn't what if doing you're, like that. what if you're the exception what if it's not Australia maybe it's just you. Maybe. All right. I, th I think we have plenty of smart well, players. How does Jono feel about that? <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about that, Jono? Easily, like, what you're saying, Ben, about, like, the positioning, like, they want to be there, like, they know you're going to be there. That, the most important thing about that is characters. Like, I think the matchups and knowing what characters do in this game is so important. Like, yeah. um, we, we get really hurt because we lack experience in top level and high level characters when we travel over there. And like, even when I played, uh, and and Mathia or whatever the tag is, the Rob, like they it's were doing, and that's why I can't remember their tag for some reason. I just cannot get it right. Anyway, when I played them, they were doing stuff I didn't know like Rob could even do. Yep. And yet I play against Seb all the time. Who's, you know, top in Oz and top in Vic. And like, 
Um, and probably these... even one of the best in the world, to be honest. Oh yeah, no, I agree. But, um, yeah, but, but like I, I, I don't, I don't know what these characters can fully do, yep. and so sometimes I get caught off on positioning because you know <laughs> it, this whole game is about positioning and movement and knowing where and you know where the opponent's going to be and where you're going to be. Yep. And I think the good players in America were really good at knowing that Youngling's range is like really short with aerials, and so mm. they know how to kind of space around that but i maybe didn't know exactly where they were going to be because um you know i don't know that character at a top level like samus for example is you know a character i got really hurt by because i didn't know that character at top level but um you know falcon perfect example i play against you know micah every week and i know exactly what falcon can do where falcon wants to be they love jumping um all that and so when i played fatality i like beat him pretty easily because I, j I just knew where you know Falcon wants to be I just knew the positioning like what Ben is saying it's just knowing who's going to be when and where and in the end it's lit coming down to knowing what the characters in this game do and that doesn't really matter too much in Australia which is why I get away with so much and I yeah. consistently I never lose to anyone except for like Nick when he's you know being in when he's being serious in prime form he's, he's the he, yeah, he, he, he's one of the people who can contest me now, same as Bin now, and then Ghost is generally the other one because he's, you know, really methodical in the way he plays. But I get away with so much shit because people just don't punish the character well. Like, Ernest is, like, a pretty good example of me. I get away with so much shit against him. I'm sorry, Ernest, for he's putting fucked. you on the yeah. Same as Connor. Same as Connor. Like, Connor plays really fast, but he doesn't play accurately, so he gets fucked um, against me, for example. I'm not, like, like shitting on you guys, but I'm just, like, using this as an example. That, I like, never liked you, you know that? You're yeah, well, I, I love you, Ernest. Um, and so, but when you get to America... That doesn't work. You have to know what their characters do. Like, I was yeah. playing against a Pac-Man who would set up Hydrant, run on the other side of the stage, and, like, charge fruit, and it would kind of keep going like that. And I was the one getting impatient game one, and I ended up losing it because I was like, hang on, like, these Pac-Mans, you know, were actually sitting the other side of the stage. Whereas, like, Vine Green would just put himself in fucking stupid spots, get hit by all my projectiles, and be like, man, like, I don't know what John Link does, like, why does John Link, like, I don't understand this character, yeah. you're not gonna play, you're not, you know, there's, you're not gonna find a better Pac-Man in the country than me and all this shit, even though, like, Cookie Zack was, like, playing, like, really patient, like, much it's better, right. but anyway. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, this is relevant, like, these Pac-Mans will be where Pac-Man should be and wants to be, and you have to know that um, because otherwise you're going to get hit by all their bullshit. And so by game, I lost game one, but then game two and three, I figured out where I needed to be. Um, and so, you know, I adapted and I started playing more patient. I won. And I think that's the thing when we, you go over there, like Australians go over there, you have to be able to adapt quickly because you're not going to know everything you need to know. Like you're not going to know what, you know, every, all these characters are going to do and all that. And, uh, you have to be able to adapt on the fly because, yeah, you're not going to know everything, and if you just keep doing your flowchart or your thing, it's just not going to work out. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was one of the yep. skills that tested me the most over there was adapting on the fly because I just kind of realized I didn't have the knowledge, you know, in some areas that I should have had. Like Dark mm -hmm. Wizard's perfect example. When I played him, I'd never yeah. played anyone so... I'd never played anyone so patient that it, it completely... So it, precise. It, it completely so, yeah. threw me off. It completely threw me off, and I started getting impatient because I really wanted to hit him, but it obviously wasn't working out. Yeah. Um, but the... a lot of uh, top Australian players, like 
it's not their game plan necessarily, but their their way of like figuring out opponents is like, I'm just going to watch you. I'm going to look at you. You're going to do something stupid, and I'm going to hit you for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So the Australians, they just do something stupid. Yeah. They will. Where when you get to this, these Americans, they just don't give you those openings. Exactly. And, you, and that's part of like how we just end up being so lost because it's like our entire way of dealing with the opponent just doesn't work because they're not giving us the same openings. Dark Wars never holds do. forward once, and then uh, the entire country loses their minds. It's like, and like yeah, literally one of my flaws was getting impatient, and I reckon you saw on stream like you saw me do stupid uppies or like up smashes <laughs> or maybe like down airs because eventually. In Oz, someone will do something stupid, and like my impatience will kind of pay off. But over there, it just yeah. does I not remember, pay off. I remember, I remember telling you when you were about to verse Chag, I was like, "You're doing perfectly <laughs> fine, except your upbees, and you're like, you're being a bit too gung ho with certain things." Mm. And he's just, he is yeah. just like playing like I playing around your game plan for like thirty minutes, and then we'll find two things to exploit, and then just win the game from there, right? Yeah. And yeah. And, like, sometimes Yunling has to work really hard to maybe get the kill or something. If it doesn't come to him, like, Yunling lives off people doing doing stupid things, like what Ben is saying. And that's why Yunling works so well in Oz here, because people do stupid things. And, like, Yunling just eats that up, like, yummy, yummy, like, fucking billion percent of death. But in America, people won't do that stupid thing. So, you know, you have to be a lot more patient and methodical. Or you can't start yeah. getting, like, loose and impatient, because then you'll you just get run down. And that's what did happen to me sometimes. Like, against Myron, Smash World Tour, you know, I just the kind Myron of... Myron Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Myron Zone is real, bro. I, I felt... <laughs> Out of, out, of, out of all the opponents, I felt Myron was easily one of the ones I felt lost on the, the most. Because the Myron zone just happens, and I just got impa- And I remember... He felt very suffocating to watch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and he was suffocating to play, and I remember yeah. him talking, like, to the set. He was asking people about my weaknesses and stuff, and he kind of, like, figured out that I get impatient. Like, it, that people were telling him that I do get impatient, and so he was like, oh, try getting the Myron zone and wait for him to get <laughs> impatient. And, like, I did get impatient, and then, like, all of a sudden, I'm getting hit by purple Pikmin's, like, F-smashes. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to, I'm like, what is going on? Like, and that was, you know, one of those uh, prime examples of, you know, being... You know, the positioning, my positioning was way off against him and he was in the right position and he like fucked me for it. And I was like, what do I do now? And so I, yeah, I just got completely lost. But oh. I definitely think the thing that hurts us the most uh, is, um, you know, the lack of character knowledge. But I'll what? kind of go into Oz and I the wanna, gap. I want to wanna... pester one tiny thing before we segment. But what does, what was Kobe's Lucina like compared to that? <laughs> oh my God. So... <laughs> Basically, neutral was completely fine. Like, I was probably winning neutral more often than what he was, but Lucina gets one good read on Yunlink, and Yunlink dies. Uh, he, he just... He hits me, and I die. Like, like what you were saying about Shag, he, you know, does exploits one thing, and then, like, I basically d- got destroyed. That's kind of just... That was sword, the same... Sorties versus Yink, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, But, like, he, he, he would basically just hit me, and I would die. I would, I would get off stage, and I didn't come back. I, like, no matter what, because he would just wait patiently around the ledge off stage, and he would do a fair back here, and I would die. And if I didn't have a jump, like, he called out a jump, I'm dead. Like, I'm completely dead. So, it's one of those matchups where Yunlink 
hits Lucina more often. Like, I neutral is fine, and I combo Lucina fine, but Lucina gets one good opening, and I die. It's just like, you got you got to really push uh, advantage hard. Um, and I think that's that the thing. Sense. Can't yeah. kind of comes down to, like, Oz weakness positioning. Like, yes. Lucina has to be... Lucina, Lucina has to position herself really well against Young Link, because uh, if she doesn't abuse the sword or advantage off stage, then Young Link, I'll keep so, winning neutral and yeah, it's like fine. Yeah. All right, so we've, yeah, that's enough. That's we've enough. rattled yeah. off like some Oz weaknesses or like the things that Americans do well, like the tight air execution and stuff like that, right? So being like an average viewer at home, right? People are thinking, oh, well, I watch Americans all the time, but I would never really understand that because I don't play against Americans. So, what would you think is the most comparable example of someone who does well against these weaknesses from an Australian point of view? Like, someone who is tight air control of their character, who can, like, punish you for just doing dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, is there anyone back at home that, like, wow, he's not too far off of, like, actually fixing these mistakes that Americans kind of force upon us? This might not be qu quite answering the question, but I, I did think it was really interesting how well Bradley was doing in the US. I was going to say Bradley as well. well. He's um, like the first thing, yeah. Yeah, just I his also movement and control, especially, especially when he's in his prime, is very reminiscent of like American play to mm. me. Okay, that's I was going to say um, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially, same. Especially yeah. like if, I wasn't. If you, guys remember, if you guys remember like MetaShift. Um, I do remember. <laughs> I... I don't know if anyone else got this, maybe I'm crazy, but when I was watching him, I was like, I genuinely thought Bradley was playing, like, top 20 in the world or something, Damn. like, just in those, it was off his it, charts, it, yeah. in those sets, it was like, th that was really clean, like, I could, I was like, this could be gluttony right now, play, like, doing all this shit. Let's well, not feed just, his ego too hard. Just, because, I don't know, again, it, he, it was just so tight, like, everything, yeah. everything he was doing, it was really reminiscent of just really good controlled american play yeah i agree um, out of all the characters all like top people in oz uh bradley when he's in his prime he has like fantastic control over warrior that if i played gluteny or top warrior i'd feel <laughs> completely comfortable in the matchup because i think bradley's yeah. done everything warrior is capable of doing or he's you know played the way that warrior you know can be played at like a top level so yeah, yeah. he was the first person that kind of came to my mind i was also gonna say um i think i think uh, uh, Bin is like he needs a read though. I think I, I, think, I was yeah, gonna say I was gonna say Nick's, I was gonna say Nick's game and watch when he's like really sweating. Yeah, I it agree. feels like it feels like um he like he's way more willing to take risks because he plays in a way that wants to trade risks for inf for info right. But he has a really fine balance of how to do it, and he's really good at exploiting you like he will like do hard work but if you give him freebies like your positioning's off or something he actually could just explode you like i get hit consistently by game and watch like i remember like in around 2020 or like 2019 or throughout the entirety of ultimate basically right before he stopped playing game and watch as much i was getting hit consistently and couldn't land for like a solid minute and i was like i don't even like, I feel like I'm not doing great in disadvantage, but I'm, like, also, like, is there much that I can do? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I was That's just, I made one stupid, stupid error, and then I just, like, cop it forever. And I'm, like, mm. dude, I'm, like, trying my hardest to mix things up, and I'm still getting hit. And it doesn't feel like he's soul-reading me. It feels like everything is just, like, laid out. Just being covered. 
it's just yeah. being covered, right? It's not like he's a genius. It's just that he's worked really hard in these spots, and he yeah. and he he's in the right place at the right time. So, yeah. My next, my follow up question. Sorry, Jono. If you want to hold that thought real quick, <laughs> we've talked about this this execution barrier or like needing to learn how to position, and we see hints of it in Peak Bradley or like Sweaty Nick, right? How do we actually solve this problem as a country? Like, to be able to just punish harder. Like, do we all right. just need to do more solo practice? Is that I? Yes. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll take I'll take the reins for this one. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> hey, we've got the best in the country here, and you're like, nah, bro. Let me let me answer, bro. Bro, he's like, like you have, you literally have spoken for like <laughs> fucking an hour and three minutes. You can take a break. You know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking. But I was gonna say That's um. Hard. I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm like a perfect pioneer. Oh Jesus Christ! He's still here. That's so ominous. <laughs> you got headphones. <laughs> Look at his fucking door. Um, I was gonna say like I don't know. I'm not like like a great great example, right? Of like someone that's just going to fucking like destroy everyone for this, right? But I did remember there was a point around this year, right? Where I was just playing and I was like on the moth, right? <laughs> Are you taking a piss? <laughs> Jeez. Continue. Respect that. <laughs> um. Anyways, I was gonna say I was on the Mars, right? And I was basically right. I watched a couple of videos. One. Jesus Christ. Ah. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. You know, this is what Australia is about. This is know. the dumb for real podcast. It's called, it is. He's called he's peace gang for a reason, fellas. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute. No way. <laughs> I was just splashing water now. Yeah, fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no way. <laughs> There's no way. Uh. For, for a cheeky wank as well. Mine as well. <laughs> All right. As you were saying. I'm actually gonna wait. Actually. Oh, okay. I, I reckon this is a is a, a, a cool time for a breather. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah. How's the weather change though? All right, he's back. All right, Ernest, give us give us your. I was gonna I was gonna say, um, before I was pleasantly interrupted, um. I was watching, like, I was just playing, right? And then I kind of, like, watched an IBDW video, right? About him just being, like, I do not do not respect or I do not care about someone who has a decent nooch if they can't hit me hard enough. He was, he said, basically, everyone that got good in melee got good by labbing advantage state. <clears throat> yeah, Labbing everything that they can do in a single player, right? And that is advantage state combos, optimization, like positioning, everything that we literally talk about that the Americans have over us and that Bradley and Nick are really good at, right? Punishing mistakes and stuff. Everything like that, like, he's just like, I don't care if you have, like, the smartest neutral in the world. If I'm more scared of versing the mid-level fox that can hit me and can kill me in, two, in like, another hit, hit, you know? That's more scary to me than, like, someone else that has a good brain. And he was saying that Zane got good this way like um lord got good at this way and like 
Captain Face role got good at this way, right? Like everyone, the same as well. Spud is literally he the just same. Just the shit out of Punish game. I was talking to yeah. Nick about it, and Nick was just like, <clears throat> he, he just felt like someone that just really grinded how to like kill spaces with Moss, right? And yeah. like got really, really good at that to yeah. a point where he became top fifty in New Zealand or whatever, right? Top 15 New Zealand. In the world. Oh, in the world. In, in, top 15 in the world in New Zealand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, that is like just true. And then guess what? Shout outs to Sora, right? He made a video about how to hit harder, right? And he was yeah. just saying like, you know, the difference between me and like someone else might be like, I always have like, I have pickup advantage. I like can fuck up, but I can always follow up, you know? And like, he, it's just all under the guise of advantage state and just making sure that when you hit someone, it actually counts, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Like, I've always kind of known this, but I've never done anything about it. But then I'm going to make more of a proactive effort to focus on hitting people harder, right, with Lucina. And then, like, it kind of just, like, helped a lot. Um, obviously, like, it just won, like, a few, like, grinding sessions here and there. doesn't change too much. But it makes it, make, it evens the playing field so much when you versus someone that's, like, better than you. Because it's, like... If you get one hit and you're eventually gonna get a hit, right? Can you maximize the amount of damage you do? And from then on, it evens up the playing field versus someone that might be smarter than you because then they start playing more respectfully, and then that gives you more license to do different things as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I was just thinking, like, yeah, like it can't, like, from an abstract standpoint, it's like the thing you should focus on a lot is how to optimize your advantage and that's not just about like the mid-level luigi's learning how to do their zero to deaths it's also about when you hit someone how understand where your opponent can go and what options they have and what are the best things you can do to cover at every scenario right agree um, i think that could help us a lot what do you could- think jonathan I mean, yeah, like, I agree with Ernest. Like, I'd be more afraid of a mid-level player who hits harder than a high-level player who's with good nooch. I mean, um... It's interesting what you see a lot more with these Wi-Fi kids as well. Mm. It's a lot lot more that world of, like, I will kill you for touching you kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Why lead smash is annoying, because you, like, die of, like, one hit when you uh, Mm. don't do much wrong. Um, Connor, so you're... Connor, your original question was, was it labbing out advantage? Oh, it's, it's, how do we fix these mistakes that we have as a country, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, in the end, it comes down to grinding properly and whatnot. I mean, personally, I go into training mode every day for at least an hour, maybe 30 minutes to an hour, if I'm not doing a grind session. Um, now, luckily, I have the training mod pack, but before I didn't used to have it. So uh, on the training mode, you can set the computer to move a little, like you can d- get them to DI a little, and I used to do that, and uh, it'd mix up DI. Now I have the training mod pack, and you know some people in the uh, community have access to it. But I used to just go in training mode 30 minutes an hour, and I would just practice yumling combos, uh, roots, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, and then I can apply that stuff in the grind sessions and matches I do. Um, mm. But, like, the, the the only... There is kind of no secret on how to fix it. The best way to do it is knowing your character well, knowing what they can and can't... Like, what they can and can't do, but also just grinding it out. Like, you know, yeah. it's not going to come People overnight. Do that. Yeah, well, exactly. Like the, you, secret, the secret actually comes in how blatantly obvious, like, solo practice... And like spending yeah. so much time by yourself is like it's yeah. so understated how obvious and how 
like this literally could change like a lot like mastering your character's movement and like every like being able to just like unconscious like subconsciously just like be wherever you want to be right goes so far to like people don't actually understand it's not just like oh like i can move i can do this i can do that it's it's like i can now spend so little mental energy thinking about myself i literally can look at the opponent at all times be so in the moment of looking at the opponent and reading what they're doing so that i can just optimize shit and i can be in positions to just hit them over and over and over and it's easy and that mm. isn't you being smarter than the opponent per se like it is but it's also in large part like you just don't need to think about your character get to that point and then this shit becomes easier it's like so many people try to like fucking you know like it's it's like you just take the training weights off it's like everyone's yeah. playing with like fucking like weights on them right and they're just like trying to like outspeed each other it's like the guy that you know th that takes the fucking weights off is gonna run faster right and that's kind of just like you just mastering your character's like like movement and like control mm. and that's where like the difference between like you see like jono play right and you see like someone else play and jono hardly flubs he only flubs when he freaks out right it's true right it's just so consistent and you look at him right and you look at like maybe like jason and he'll f fuck up here and there he'll like fluster a bit right and like obviously there's a multitude of other differences too but it's just like you hit an upbeat it doesn't matter where they di you always get up here and that's something i've noticed every time right and um that's just like it's a sign that's just you've obviously put in all that effort every day to just get really good at your character and everything else just comes second nature and like really naturally well that's the thing it's all not everyone not everyone does that and that's and you can just tell by how we, many mistakes we do yeah and that's like a good example jason's someone in this game who suffers from a lack of grinding properly and you know yeah. at home and in solo practice where you know he did more in smash 4 and that's why he was at the top there but in this, yeah. yeah but then in this game he's kind of suffered because he hasn't grinded as much as what he needs to and should be if he wants to like perform well so he's literally been stuck at the same level like this entire I mean, his, game. his issue has always has never really been like it's always been like a motivational issue, I think. So yeah, I mean that's like, like the root. That's yeah. like the root of the lack of. Let's grinding. assume. Let's assume yeah. that he has uh, this perspective, right? Then this. Is yeah, yeah. Well, he, he does, but it's still the matter of fact that because of that lack of motivation, he doesn't grind, and then that's what causes the stagnation. Yeah. yeah. Irrespective yeah. of the motivation to begin with, yeah. Plenty of people have the motivation, and then they still don't. Because, like, how many times have you heard, like, oh, I haven't played in two weeks, you know, like, two hours before the I local. I haven't played in two months, you know. Ah, so it's shit. like, so many people, it's, you know, there's dick measuring contests of how much time it's been since they've last touched oh, the game. That's the like, you. So many can't say that's that. Like, and, and then, and then nah, they're like, like Jonah, you're guilty of it. Fuck out of this game. You're guilty of it because you're, you're, you're like, a, oh, like, I'm. I do a nine to five, you know, like uh, I just always play and, and I don't it's, flex my cock over that. <laughs> it's not just the frequency of play, but it's the thoughtfulness of their play as yeah. well. Cause so many people play the game and there's nothing going on up there. They're just, they're just going through the motions, pressing buttons. There's no, what am I getting out of playing? What habit am I trying to squash out? Yeah, what am I trying to learn about my character from this session? Oh, yeah. they, they just, play 
yeah. and then they come out of it and they're no better. They've, they've learnt nothing. They're doing the same habits. You know, they're yeah. just as bad as doing down throw up air or whatever the hell. <laughs> it's so, true. It's true. And so many people they waste these opportunities because they they just play, but they also at the same time they want to win these friendlies. So they're not willing to experiment or try new things or think outside of the box in these friendlies. So they they just completely squander they, this entire learning opportunity yeah. every I, time they play the game. Uh, I have a complaint and, about and, that, actually. Go, Because, like... Oh, actually, this is... Anthony's not even fucking here. But, like... So I treat my friendlies... I try <laughs> to treat my friendlies like, uh... I'm gonna try new things and, like... Yeah. Try not to care about the result or the friendlies and, like, just go for shit, right? Try new situations. Yeah. But this guy... And then they drop out when you do that shit? No, no, no. No, no, This guy is, like, trying to win every single friendly and then he comes away oh, from yeah. it like, I'm better than you. I'm like, this guy's not <laughs> fucking better than me. I'm gonna I'm gonna try on these friendlies now and prove I'm better than him. And then the, the learning shit goes away. Because it's, like, this culture of, like, I'm just trying to be better. I'm trying to win these friendlies. I'm like, no, but... I just want to like try and practice. It's really hard when I think I think this it's really hard to like be the, on the, about that. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. the I the like the idea of friendlies I think is like really exacerbated in both ends. You, on one end you have the people that are like they literally don't matter. You should always just practice what you want. And on the other hand it's just like no, you should treat every friendly seriously. It's just like I genuinely think there is like there is good cause for both sides. I yep. think for me, right? Um, one I, thing... I try and balance both at the same time. Yeah, I, try yeah. win, I, I try and win every single friendly, but, but I will also, but I will also try new things and try yeah, to yeah. You need to have an open mind. My knowledge right? of the limits of my character, like how far or deep I can go off stage as K rule with particular aerials or something like that. I'll go for that edge guard. Can I live after that edge guard? Yeah, okay. it's like you'll try to now win. I know but not then to, now I know not to or to do it in sets from now on you'll go for a risk reward that that you don't usually go for in a set yeah because you're just like i want to edge guard and i want to figure out how to edge guard and i'm going to go for this right but it's not as if i'm saying literally every time i hit you i'm going to shoehorn an edge guard because then Mm. you're just straight up not playing the game right but it's like one thing that was underrated about like my growth that i never realized was i had a really unhealthy friendly uh, mentality where I took every friendly super seriously, right? But that actually helped in making me more comfortable in lost hit scenarios in sets because I, when I had lost hit scenarios in friendlies, I was like treating them super seriously and sweating out, and I got comfortable with playing with pressure, right? And like obviously, you still fuck up here and there, right? But you start seeing like like you can kind of like see a few things that you might be able to take. Whereas if you're new to that experience, you just don't see anything because you're like freaking out, right? For example, or playing with the intent to just win every friendly makes you really tight. It makes it so that like when you hit something, you're really precise in actually getting it because you're like, oh, if I fuck this up, it's over, you know, like I'm not going to get this back. And it kind of just like put adds this pressure on you that like it just forces you to be clean with clean with with it you know like clean with how you play mm. the obvious mm. downside is that you just you you in per, you prohibit exploration right and that's why it's important to strike that balance because well, you yeah, need you, to be able to practice new things or you're going to stagnate you just enhance your own gameplay but you don't expand it 
which is why mm. you, you want to do both. Yeah. Like, that's what I try to do, yeah. It's like, what Ben was saying. I basically do the same thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of... It's, oh, sorry, uh, go on. Uh, I was going to say, I, I think something of note, I don't know how of note, especially because I've never really, just, it's never really been note. part of my, just a small note. Um, but what I find very interesting is the prevalence of money matches mm. in both the melee culture and the American culture. <laughs> and our, our melee scene is notably better than our ultimate, I would say, in its respective game. And the Americans also take their friendlies and everything very seriously. Like, when I was over there in both SoCal and New York, we actually would do... When we had rotations, we would do sets. Set rotations. Oh you do God. best of three. Yeah, loser goes <laughs> out. Next best of three. Um, I don't know how common that is, but that, that happened to me, like, two or three times. So, um, I thought that was interesting, because that's unheard of, from my experience in Australia, at least. Um, so... But money matches that, that just that like, you know, put money down, this is really serious now, you're gonna play, you know, your heart out, like it's a real set, you're gonna real really try hard. Um and I imagine it must have some merit for it to be prevalent in the these two communities in particular that obviously see better success, better growing culture, you know, high level play. Um but again I've I've like rarely done money matches, so yeah. It's it's again, it's kind of that each to their own style of improving. Um, but I, I think there there must be something to it in like just taking the friendlies like very seriously, like that. Absolutely, you, yeah. and they all do. So, everyone does money matches over there, like yeah. all levels, yeah. low, mid, high, top. They literally all do money matches. Where I <laughs> rarely see them here in Oz. I don't yeah. want to call it majors. Yeah. The only time we do it is like two two friends, just like ah, oh, random best of five. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, you know, something exactly. like that. You know? Yeah, you don't see them at majors. It's just not often. the same. Yeah, Where it's a, it's a genuine path to improvement. The money match culture. Yeah, we actually yeah, have a few money match grinders no, here. We have one actually. one specific person I want to point out. Thomas Lees P nine. P nine. That man. Every time he loses in tournament, he will go out of his way and do two money matches every time. Really? Yeah, he money matches. Either like he people, money matches the people, people he, he lost to, to, or like yeah. people that are like that he wants to beat. Um, but it's not just Thomas; it's also um, Radio. Mm. Um, Radio also does the same, and not just that, but we like we, we also have note takers now. Like Radio is a note taker. Connor's an advocate of the note taker. Um, we used we to have, have a lot of note takers in Queensland. What happened? Mm. I just feel like the competitive. Everything's just kind of fall, fallen off a bit, especially with like COVID and everything. People moved on to other things, yeah. and a lot of our like, particularly like mid to high level, especially from the ultimate newcomers, are most of the people who are just completely out of it now. Really, it's pretty like, la- yeah. So, so it's pretty lame because we have this like kind of weird gap of like you have the Smash Four vets, and then you have like the new ultimate newcomers who are invested. And then in between, there's very little going on. Interesting. Yeah, you don't have like the like the mid-level fellow from like mm. late Smash Four that's like still grinding now. Yeah. yeah. And especially like um, we, when we did have like Sicknick, Quaxi, Verse, yeah. and there's a fourth one that I'm blanking on right now. Like they were kind of our big Recon? four who'll be yeah. like, nah, like these four will be like 
probably the future top five of Queensland kind yeah. of thing. You know, they're all kind of just now. like, and and they they've all yeah. not in. Well, Leshy so. came to into Victoria actually. Yeah, but like he's not going to be going. Yeah, to yeah I, I know, I know, and stuff like that. Um, so so it's just kind of, so, so it's, it's kind of this, it's it's this weird kind of hole that's been punched through the competitive drive and um, depth of yeah. the Queensland talent. Sure, um, it's very strange. Not to not to segment away from from Queensland, but I had. No, I, I don't even know how that brought. Yeah, it, I don't, how that came up. I don't, I don't know what relevance that had to it. There was something ben there. Always Part of the, the Ben Gold oh, algorithm but... has to return to Queensland. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was actually going to okay to feed into the Queensland talk. I, this was like a long part, like a, a while ago, but we were talking about like the trajectory of Queensland um, com- competitive, and I was like, I think. It actually like lives through Shadru. Like you guys were so strong at the start of Ultimate, be- partially because Shadru, I think, was like a big. He broke obviously through. you as well, but like he was like a big like um leader in like like Queensland top level representing in Australia. Because like I remember expand gone, he just beats tricks right. Like he does really well. He progressively gets better and better and better and becomes like a top eight staple Oz PR and then. COVID happens, he stops playing, and then that led to what you were talking about, how Queensland kind of, like, fell off a bit because um, mm. COVID, right? Um, so yeah, I was just but like, it wasn't just Shadru leaving, it was, like, half, like, Ari's gone. Like Nejima. Half the PR's Ari gone. gone? Yeah, ne- 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 was, yeah, well, he's, like, been working or whatever, but he hasn't like, been yeah. doing it. The, the really thing is, I, I, I think I'm hopeful, though, because you guys have Spamage and Jix, who I think are, like, two really, really, like, promising... I think very, very, very like really good. Really valuable. Isn't yeah, Finn still well. playing? Who? Finn? Yeah, Finn still plays as well. Finn's a weird one because he's always been good. Like, he's he's smart at the game. He's good. Well, but then we're in, not in state, Finn, something you know? happens. Yeah. He's, he's so, like, you know. <laughs> um, but he, he's, he's been a lot better with that in Ultimate than he was in Smash 4. Jix is a weird one because I think... I don't know how he'll fit fair like at his first interstate major with expectations to uphold and stuff like that. He could crack it. You never know. Um, but he is like the only person that I've played in Australia that just makes me feel stupid. Like I just really? play against him. Yeah. Wow. I, I play. I play against him. I, I can. I can't really keep up with him. I uh, like plays fast, right? He plays fast. Like. I wouldn't consider myself a fast player necessarily, but I I would consider myself pretty pretty capable of adapting to people's paces. Would you say it's just... also partially to do with matchup bias? Maybe like definitely the K rule. Like I I think there's just no realistic way that I would ever beat him with K rule in a set. Mm. I, I think like he's at the level and knowledge of the matchup. Where I think like, if I had to play Jix, there's I think no I realistic way get, I could. I might get nine stopped. Like, mm. I already, like, um, I already mauled versus Donkey, I mean, versus Diddy Kong. Yeah, but even when I play Wolf against him, or more recently, like, when I play Fox against him, um, it's just like, I don't know, he just blows me up. I can't really keep up with it, because my whole shtick is, uh, I make people feel stupid when I play them. Um, just, just with my play style, like how, how I said earlier, like, I wait for you to do something, I hit you for it. I hit you hard for it. Um, where he just like totally just 180 set on me. And I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. So I'd really like to see him play 
interstate because I, I think that would be really interesting to watch. Well, yeah, it just makes like... you feel stupid because he just hits you for waiting, right? Mm. Well, because like... this is the thing, I, I feel like he doesn't even wait. Like, I feel like he's playing pretty proactive, but he, he just. No, but that's what force, I'm saying. You're trying to it. wait, but like he's just hitting you. Yeah, and he well, yeah, again, it's, it's one of those hitting you. It's yeah, exactly. Well, it's one of those things. Like, I I wait for those openings. He doesn't give those openings. Yeah, he, he doesn't give those punishable person. openings or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like, I I think it is like partially a factor of just like our play styles. His just counters mine. Uh, I also think it's like um, <clears throat> maybe it's a bit of bias. I also think it's like the the Nick thing where it's like maybe Jix has a similar thing with a like. They just play so fast and throw so many decisions at you, similar to Jono in a sense, maybe more on a mental level where it's like decisions, decisions, can't react fast enough. Not even like a, on a technical level there. Um, mm-hmm. But I was going to ask Jono in a similar fashion, do you think just the same way as how you have the ability to play fast and obviously you know your combos quite well, what do you think you excelled at compared to a lot of your counterparts in America? Because obviously you got to fight a lot of other, like, young links and such, right? Do you feel like you were doing anything better relatively to, like, the competitors and stuff, you know? like I think the one thing that I do really well is that I mix up between how fast and aggressive I play, but I can switch between that and the patient, campy play style. Like, I was playing Skittles, and he was really mashy, kind of get-in-your-face sort of thing, Uh, whereas Kobe was a bit more slower in the way he played. But I think the part that, yeah, I really excelled at was I had the ability to match the American speed or even beat it, like, mm. uh, with with the Yunlink buttons, you know, how quickly I could play. Like, even MKLeo, I was um, I was matching his speed fine. It just came down to a few disadvantage options. But in neutral, you know, it was even in terms of the speed we're playing at. So yeah. I think the one thing I do really well is that I play really fast. It was but, so fast, man. But because like, I play really fast, I get away with down tilt. Uh, spot dodge on shield a lot because <laughs> when, when, when things are happening so fast, you don't have time to think right, and so a lot of so, so many things are going on that when you're in a desperate situation and you see a young link down to your shield point blank, you just like instinctively grab it. Like I noticed, just hit it. yeah, yeah, Australians uh, just want to hit the opponents. Yeah, yeah. but like, oh my even, God. yeah, yeah, that was like kind of a message to me that like, okay, he you know knows, but um. A lot, a lot of the time, when it was not death percent, no one really shield grabbed down to like not even uh, like the mid level, high level. No one really grabbed it at uh, like you know low mid percent. But as soon as it got to like last hit, then like it carried me hard because you know I can play at that speed where things are happening so fast. You don't have time to think. You've just got time to rely on instincts and react. And then you know a young link down to your shield and you grab like what you know Pelly did because things are just happening so fast. And so I think yeah, the one thing I excel at, which is why I. Uh, excel here um is the you know the ability to mix between the two play styles but i think yeah i i I could i could um i could match their speed and i could beat their speed because even the mid-level players can be pretty overwhelming with the buttons they press they just have flaws in their neutral and i i think i have a strong neutral i'm not really sure um yeah okay i believe you bro but my advantage is so good it doesn't matter um i was was joking Okay, um, and like, you know, my heavy kind of my really good advantage state still carried over there super well. Um, 
But I, uh, yeah, I just think that was one of the things that I was able to hit hard enough that I could keep everything close, um, and I could just match their speeds and I could match the tempo of the match where it needed to be. Um, like a good example of that was Keen. Um, he played oh, yeah. super, super. He played so fast. He the did wolf? everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the first Orlando the local like, from um, Chile. Chile, yeah. I'd, I'd never played anyone like so fast before, but I was able to kind of pick up the pace of the match where I feel like he would overwhelm everyone in Australia. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that kept me in every match that my ability to get over... I wasn't easily able to get overwhelmed in neutral. I just kind of got overwhelmed in disadvantage, which is my weakness, which is kind of what held me back there. But yeah, I mean, I think it's... You know, my strength, it, what exceeded over there is kind of what exceeds here. Um, why I'm so good here, um, I think it kind of just transferred over in America. But yeah, the speed, I can play out. Big Sick. thing. So yeah. even, even being so good here for the same reason, who else? Well, it's a shame that the, the American cancellation trip happened for so many people like Bradley Diddy mm. and uh, so would have been Bradley so Diddy. Ghost, it would have been so good for them. Ghost, Ghost was one I was interested in. Mm, Ghost yeah. DD Seb, and I was wondering if anyone in Australia had the chance to travel, right? Who do you think would do the best? Like, uh, that is states, the question I want answered. That is the question I want answered. Like, are we talking about right now, or if everyone was in their prime? Ooh. Well, let's say COVID's right over, now. and everyone's like, all right, I'm going to get really good. Like, who are we sending? Like, okay, okay. We- imagine, 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 okay. You, like, someone gets, like, be like, all right, we have an announcement. X player, you are going to America in two months, okay? And then they are like, this is awesome. I'm going to grind the fuck out of this. And, like, actually grind. Who do you want to send? And, okay, before I answer this, can someone tell me what Shrix does really well? Because my perception of him as a player... I know, no, 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 no. You're, yeah, you're skewed because you're just rock. And he's yeah, 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 exactly. So I don't know what he does super well. I just fuck him for being me. I just, me, <laughs> just me, just counters Dude, him. You should hear Strix talk about Young Link. It's like, yeah, so, I know. But what's so funny, funny is this Young Link's really good. So he studied the character so much, but something in his brain just does not click. So I need someone hey, to, to be me. fair, he took you to game five like a couple no, of he, times. No, he's done it once in his life. Really? <laughs> At oh, Big Win yeah. Champs, the second time we ever played. And then I beat him 11 games in a row. Oh. Anyway, that's what does he do well? Like, for your boy Shrieks. Ben, are you playing Smash Bros? Yeah, I am. You're a fuckwit. Right. Oh my god. It's time to wrap it up. But yeah, let's let's answer this hypothetical. This sucks. So Who are you much. sending, Jono? Well, besides yourself. Besides if, yourself. Seems like Ben's gonna send this guy he's versing right now. If <laughs> I'm playing Sumi. <laughs> <laughs> If Nick grinded really hard, if he stuck with Wolf and Nick, I uh, Wolf Game and Watch. What? No, no, actually, maybe Game Watch. Uh, and didn't okay. uh, if because you said out. Wolf with certainty, and I was like Wolf. Like, okay, like Game um, Watch. Are we, uh, is this assuming that Nick's like not gonna freak out or? Yeah. No, you can't just or be like, he's or... not going to freak out. Like, yeah, exactly. like that, that comes uh, in the package. But like, I think, I I think, think it's a write-off still, thing. I think it's still worth... I still still think, even with the package, it's worth sending him. Because there's a chance... Oh, yeah, it's worth sending, out. absolutely. But I, I think it, it's just like, we'll never actually get to see... I would say... I'm going to say... Dude. Oh. 
I, do you want me to answer the question? Can I answer the question? You, no. you had your chance. Uh, uh, how many How many people can I name? Just give me right, how many fine, people go, I can go, name. Go. go for as many people you'd like. I mean, I'm gonna say it, all the in all players. honesty, I think we've already seen it, to be honest. I'll, I'll just say... I want to say we haven't seen Ghost over there and Shrieks. Oh, those, so those, we haven't seen those two at all, so I'd love to see those two. Yeah. Um, we saw Ghost then, like very early Ultimate. Yeah, I think, not I think, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, I think Shrieks was... Shrix would have a hard time. Probably. You reckon? I think so. I think Shrix will have a hard time, but I think he probably will take the information from the trip the best out of everyone, if that makes sense. Like, he will come back... Better than Ghost? Maybe. But he's definitely one of the players that I will think will come back and distribute information way better and apply information way better. Um, I think I just think that him playing Sephiroth... And like going to America will be really hard. Um, I think Bin, purely because we've never seen it before, and I think Bin will become like like one of the best players in the world in like a few years. You know, like like no. Do you think Bin would do really well in the US? I want to see. Uh, I, I, think, I think he's not going to do. Uh, he's not going to do really well, but I think he's going to do fairly strongly. He's going to do good. Like and he wouldn't also, underperform. I think okay, so this is this is hidden information, but post Phantom um, Starforged, Bin played a best of five with Wizzy that never finished, and it was game five. So, and obviously it's like you know it there's no there's no stakes, but Wizzy definitely <laughs> like well, went to that um, Starforged and wanted to play serious best of fives with everyone, and they were like genuinely serious, and. He said that Bin was like really good or something, and it was like the fact that it went game five. Also, Strix went like game four or five, I think, is very promising, right? Mm-hmm. I think Bin depends on his bracket to what characters he gets. If his characters he's experienced in, he can go far. I have a lot of faith because I think Bin's the type of person that you think about the like the mid level players in America that you know are really good at control situations. I think Bin's Bin has that mastery to a T. Right, and I think he's also like, like if he hard grinds, and then we kind of focus, we hyper focus him to the certain specific things in his gameplay that needs to be focused on. Like I, like we we put him with Nick in like a room and just play a fuck ton like every for like weeks. You know, I think it'll be very promising. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of faith in a lot of Oz players in their prime. Um, like, you know, I think DD would do really well over there in his prime. Bin, um, I wanted to see him go interstate first. We haven't actually seen him yeah. perform outside of Victoria, you know, in a zone he's comfortable in. But when we've had, you know, uh, international... Really? Uh, sorry, interstate come in, B, B, A, and C, he lost a ghost and then he lost in losers. And, like, uh, we haven't seen him, you know, at Super Sunshine, the one where he lost to Connor at, like, he... Uh, I guess wasn't having a good day, but he also like because he's when, playing when League of Legends it, like a fucking okay, league. yeah, but I hate like him so much, but, but he, I, he did I, he did perform at Big Win Champs and he did perform at um Phantom, Big Win Champs. I mean, not Big Win Champs, like um Big Cheese, right? He lost to Joe, and he, he got second. Yeah, but Joe. Oh, okay, whatever. It was okay. close. It was close. Like okay. he also he also oh. did well at Phantom, I think. Right? He beat. No, he, he got ninth. ninth. He lost oh, a did dock. He? Yeah, he lost a oh, dock. That was like game did five. He do, though, wasn't it? Did he do well? Yeah. At, um, that's Oi that's Chen? the last thing we've had though. Yeah. Oh, Chen, he got he lost to Atlos for fourth. I remember that's that. Okay. That's all right. You know, like okay. Yeah. Look, look. It's it's fine. Yeah. Saying Bin is 
I love Ben. He has complete potential. I just want to see what he can do outside Victoria first before I think about him going internationally. Yeah. But, you know, I think he could do really well. Um, like, Seb's one of those people as well that because of his play style. But I think his play style is going to get less favoured over time because more people will become experienced against Rob, where he was he did he did pretty well when he went in 2019, almost beat Stu or whatever. But um, now that the more, pe- more people have experienced against Rob, like his uh, play style might just kind of get exploited a bit I more. I think Seb and Bin are very similar people in that if they actually can like have motivation, right, and continually want to get better, they're streamlined, um, like... Like their gradient for improvement is higher than most people. I think they're so they're so like, what's the word? So basic in not stupid, but like fundamentally basic in how they just grind and want to get better. It it just fucking skyrockets, right? Like they have an idea and they're so good at executing it. And I I have so much potential in both of those players in that if they actually care and want to get good, they could just get really, really good. Think about um, that with all the top players over here. I, like, I think I, yeah. I think so. I think Seb is like... Seb has huge flaws, right? But he just... Like, he got good real quick, I think. Like, end of Smash 4, he was not really, like, notable, notable. And then he just, like... Wasn't it better. Sorry? Wasn't it PR? No. He was, no. no. And he just got really fucking good really quickly. Because he got access to Ultimate like a week or two early and that no, put him at an advantage. No, nice, <laughs> yeah. nice Yeah, whatever. I think they just come from the, just they come from the, same, they come from the same cloth, right? And I think I have a lot of faith in them. But maybe yeah, you're I, right I in that I don't send them out in, in like, you know, in the distant, in the near future, maybe in like a few years, maybe, right? I agree. It's, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's hard to say, but Nick going... or Ghost. But like Ben said, really Ben, ben hinted at it, and he said that you know it's you, right? Who? Ben. Well, he's playing fucking quick play right now. What about Ben? Uh well, I, I was thinking Bradley actually, but yeah. Okay. okay. I think. Well, I mean, even, even though Jono has done like objectively the best. <laughs> Damn but, right. Uh, but I don't know. I think like Bradley, like when he put Evo or whatever, like pretty much like was his prime. But I think that's like pretty much. I don't know. He he was like dancing around SoCal and shit like that. Oh SoCal's God. free though, so now true. It is, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I feel like I feel like if he kind of had more time over there. I mean, I mean I I like say, same same for you, same for you to be honest. I was gonna say yeah, yeah but I don't know. Like you two in particular, I feel like more so. Well, I feel like we... us two would be the best too. Because all of like all of the OzPR have the ability to be beating PGR yeah. players like. Well, there's no doubt. Not all that. of OzPR. No way. Oh, I think there's I think a drop. Most. Nah. Okay. I think there's Top. a big drop. Where, where's the drop? Well, it depends what you qualify as OzPR right now. But My OzPR is... Because, like, oh. at, at, the, at, at that time, oh. at that time you were talking about Bin, like, he's, like, HM on the old OzPR. Yeah, right? that's, that OzPR is, like, old ass. Right, like, what's, what's but, but that was at the time that he was going game five with Darkwood. Hey, right? hey, Jono, what's your OzPR? Just quietly. <clears throat> like, the full list? Just yeah. like a top ten right now. Top ten. Um, well, me, Shrieks, Ghost, um, Bin, Nick, uh, DD, Seb, um, and that's all the relevant players to me right now. But <laughs> I would probably, probably Chicks by what Ben's saying. Did you say Nick? Huh? Did you say Nick? Yeah, Nick was like fourth, fifth. Um, Jigs, 
and that's like to me yeah, the only no relevant players. No, yeah, I don't yeah. think I do not have. I don't know. I played Luma and he's never impressed me. But you know, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't think Luma's quite up there. Neither. Um, Titan. Unfortunately, unfortunately, probably Steve Guy because he's so carried. No. He's gonna like. No, 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 no. He's don't first, say that out loud. I, I know. It's no, the worst. no, no. You're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that. I think he's the most carried motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> but like, he 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 will upset people because no one in Australia outside of New South Wales will know what Steve does, and he yeah. will do Steve shit, and he will be like I for think, a little bit. I think Steve guy deserves respect for how good he is with his character. Oh, I think Steve. he doesn't deserve respect for um um apparently withholding friendlies. I think Does that's it? lame as fuck. Does but it? that's only that's if that I've I've heard that somewhere. But I also could just be like lying. And if I am lying, then I'm gonna get roasted for it. But so be it. But I was told that he was like not playing friendlies with people, and I was like, that is lame as fuck. And I have like, <laughs> like if if you do that, I think you're lame. Jid tripping. What I'm a bit interested in is unpheasant. I mean, on the latest, uh, on the latest Ryan Thirty. Oh yeah, unpheasant is very interesting. I have have no idea. Do we listen to the previous podcast episode? But is if unpheasant was from Victoria, would he be top five? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anyone outside. I, like, I only care right now about the top seven because that's all that matters. Like, Jigs might be, like, decent. Um, actually, no, nah, top ten would probably be, like, Inzy after um, Jigs. Uh, like, bloody everyone else is irrelevant apart from Vic. In my eyes, I only think it's Vic as Oz right now plus Shrix and Ghost. That's but apparently, Sh- apparently Shrix is moving to Vic. I yeah. didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, He's, Jono, he's he's gonna be my roommate in like four days. How fucked! So now we have got Shrix in our state. So basically, right now it's uh, Australia is Vic plus Ghost. Like yeah, I I'm, think you're forgetting Kanaji. I think Kanaji. Has- uh, Kanaji's potential unpacker. That's why at at the next major, I'm interested to see how Jix does, and I'm interested to see. You sound like a dad. You're like, oh, Kanaji has potential. You know, I'm really, I'm really. Because everyone's got children in this country, bro. Um, they're all they're all. Yeah, how old are you? Are we the same age? No, 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 no. I'm more talking, uh, not so much in the age. I'm more talking about smashability. But anyway, um, I'm just interested to see how the next major goes because I don't really know. It's going to lose to Kanaji and he's going to go on the setup and like put on like eight shocks. Yeah, damn (laughs) damn right I will. (laughs) But it's hard to make Oz PR right now when we have literally no. We chop like a chop they, they, they did they did connor nah chop a chop a good major <laughs> they they did oh they chopped phantom and it's gonna get chopped is it like literally chopped oh oh i reckon it'll still run just maybe later yeah, but I won't want okay to. when i say chopped i mean not at the date you know okay um, well either way yeah next match is gonna be interesting but all big i a lot of people beers apparently but I'm gonna wrap this one up. I reckon we passed the the two two hour. What? Okay, okay. Wait. Last thing because I want to get all your coming. I just want to say one thing. Okay. I won't answer one question, but did you want to say something, Ernest? You were gonna say something. What did you think of Chag for Anthony? Ah, uh, true. Um, Be quick. You have thirty seconds. 
He felt like a player you could upset. He was really aggressive and he did some pretty silly things on your shield. But when he wor- when he did his thing, he worked really well. His ledge trapping was like, yes, so fucking good. He carried him, but I think he could get upset because of how aggressive he uh, unnecessarily aggressive he can be and a bit reckless. Um, but it just felt like I was getting out better charactered by him. But um, do it definitely. Like Lander with on a shield a lot with Nair and stuff. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's a really, like, really big proponent of full hop falling Nair. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, like good player, but I think he's beatable, like for Oz. But yeah. Mm. Interesting. That's thirty seconds, right? Yep. Top twenty. Try to keep well. it quick. Yeah. No, that's that was good. I like it. All right. Who's going to say something? Okay, I mean, oh, because a lot of a, a lot of the things people um ask me or say is the gap <coughs> like the most common discussion we have is a gap between australia and america and after this trip i do not think the gap is as big as what people think i don't mm, think that i, I think the, i think i if i went over there like i would be top 30 in the world maybe top 25 if i stayed there like for, for just a little bit or I spent a fair bit of time just over, a little I'd, bit yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think the gap is that big. If we nah. literally just got some more character experience, like then we would easily be able to match <laughs> Americans. Like I wasn't losing to anyone worse than me. Um, I was only kind of losing to like the top players or like you know high top level players. But I wasn't you know getting upset or losing to anyone. Else. And the I worst did... loss would be like um Keem, right? Yeah, but he's still, like, really good. I think. Yeah, no, he, I if know, he, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a really good worst yeah, loss. If he went over, the, like, stayed time over there, he would do really well as well. But what I'm, like, trying to say is that, um, you know, I... Oh, what was I saying? That uh, if we... Yeah, it's just like, oh, sorry. No match, to me, felt unwinnable. Except for, It like, wasn't like you were playing MKLO in Hyrule Saga. But, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but even NK Lay on this game felt pretty doable. Like, the hardest yeah. ones to me were, like, Myron and Icy Mist. The and those Myron were two thing. characters I had a lack of Hey, the next time you verse Icy Mist, you're winning. You know? Well, exactly, exactly. You're, you're, but you're that's winning. the thing. I was able to analyze the set, and now I feel a lot more comfortable against Samus. But, you know, I didn't feel lost against anyone. And, you know, even, like, the top players, I felt really pretty comfortable against the buzz I was doing really well against, even though I didn't have a whole lot of Olimar Rosa experience. But, in the end, I don't think the gap between Oz and US is, you know, I think we can still close it a little bit more, and I think we can do more dangers over there. But to get better and really good, we have to spend a lot more time over there and, you know, we have to kind of get that character experience, which is what Spud was saying about Melee and why he kind of dropped Melee because he didn't think um, it was kind of worth it staying in. I was like, he realised if he wanted to be, say, at the top or be good, he had to live in America and that just wasn't worth it to him. And I think he is right in that regard, that if we do want to compete with America, yes, we're going we're gonna to have to travel over there a lot <clears> and I and I do think we can compete with them at the top. Um, but the gap is not like Smash 4 or anything where it felt like bloody huge. It was like not even close. Yeah, yeah, it literally felt undoable. But in this game, I think the gap is closer than what people make it out to be. Like, do I played. Think, do you think I, the way in which we can we can work towards th- this um, conclusion is we get better as a country? Yes. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like, well, I don't like, like uh, moving there, right? It's we like, need to we play each other more. Here. We need to play each other more interstate, but also yeah. like really importantly. I don't know about what, what it's like um, in other states, but I feel like, it's, at least in Queensland, it might be the same. Is that just the PR players need to play each other more? And that's where, true. Like, no, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, where, like, 
at least in Queensland, we'll, we'll kind of maybe have our own friend groups. So it'll be like each BR player plays with a couple high level and a bunch of mid level, you know, that kind of thing. But not never really frequently playing with the other top players. I think Nick, we yeah. like a lot of the PR players play with each other. I saw Ben playing against Nick before bracket, just like a half an hour friendly session. Like, oh, well, goodness. he came over from from playing with like JML fellas and then came with us to play. But it's not just that. You have Aiden, um, like Dura and other Aiden in Z. Right, playing with each other a week. lot. Yeah. Seb plays like we'll play with them like back then. Seb and Didi played with each other, you know, back then, you know. You'll have mm-hmm. like Bin grinding with Shrix a lot, um, on Wi Fi and like stuff like that. Shrix and Kinaji play with are probably the most dedicated um two people that play with each other and work towards making each other better because they have dedicated like scheduling, you know. Um but with me, like like I play with like Nick like a couple of times here and there, but then Nick will just, Nick's case is that he plays with everyone, which is like respectful in a different way. Yeah. Um, he does but not he, give a fuck. It's crazy. It's like he, he, it's not just he doesn't give, no, he definitely does care. He wants to get better, right? But he, he plays with everyone fairly, but he also is like, if a really good player is there, he wants to play them, you know? Yeah, well, fair enough. I mean, I, yeah, so I think for Vic, it's pretty good. I don't yeah. think there's this issue of like, we play with our own friend groups, you know. I think in Vic, we're just pretty hungry. Everyone kind of just mm. plays. Yeah, and, like, I grind... Before America, I was, you know, doing the two tournaments a week, and then I was grinding, you know, another three, four times a week uh, for, like, four hours uh, a day. So I was, kind lot, of, yeah. I was sacrificing kind of my life, but I was having <laughs> like at least one grind session with Bin uh, a week, as well as, like, Pixel and ABS. I had a grind session with Nick. I wish I could kind of grind with Nick a bit more, but I feel like you could have just playing me. Bro. Yeah, no, I know. I was no, no, scared. No. You, he can't, you can't just say me. that. You can't just say <laughs> that. You, you, you have to just ask him. Like, yeah, yeah, I know, he, I know. He has a wall. It's very hard to read sometimes. Yeah, um, but like Seb and Dede live really far out. Like Seb's in Pakenham and Dede's in Melton. Like, fuck me. There. That's like far as away. But yeah, like, yeah, grind with PR is like definitely the solution to go and kind of what I need to do. But interstate um, grind as well. And I think, yeah. I yeah. think more importantly, Wi-Fi culture needs to get better with PR players. No, well, yeah. I have a statement to make. Because the problem sure. is, right, is it's ART, right? ART is great, but oh, it's... Yeah, true. It's <laughs> I was thinking people... of Attack on Titan. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> but it's like, the people who use ART... Which is pretty oh, good. It's very fucking good at the moment. Um, people who use ART are only from ART, which is fine. But it kind of... it's it's That's the Wi-Fi hub. It doesn't have a lot of local inclusion, which is why, guys... <laughs> Oz Gamba, I'm telling you, it's the future. Okay, I didn't want to actually go there, okay? Um, But I was going to say, I was just going to say, like, purely PR players need to just play play other interstate PR players in Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, just respect the the platform we have. Like, I'm so sick of, like, like, not just PR players, but, like, just dumb fucks disrespecting Wi-Fi as if it's just, like, it's just not worth it. It's just, like, if you actually really cared about getting good, you just use it. Like, Arena is a pretty fun. It's just, you, there's like literally like so little excuse, right? There's like, the only reason is you don't care that much, right? And it's like, it's Agreed. not just, it's not just with the, it's not just if you have the opportunity to play offline, you play offline instead. You do both, right? And you can play in a, more interstate people, get, get different experiences interstate, and then create a culture where we talk about this and then get better collectively, right? 
Yeah, and that's uh, back in like 2020 before Phantom. I used to grind with Shrix like weekly for about five hours on Wi-Fi, and like I think that's like really good. Um, I you know going on. I grinded with day like almost like every like two days in the morning. You know, it was so good, and like I like it helped me a lot in like certain things too. Um, yeah, but people kind of get in their own head about, like, ultimate Wi-Fi practice, but if you get an arena with, like, a, you know, tournament, like a PR player interstate, like, it is totally worth it. Yes, it might be a little bit frustrating that you can't do everything perfectly, <clears throat> but you can definitely still gain some really valuable information insight. Like, this game is about knowledge and experience, and, like, yes, ex- execution might be a little bit di- uh, difficult online, but you can still learn plenty of valuable things for when you go offline, and I think people just discredit it as, like, too much of a pain in the ass when you know it can still be a fantastic source of improvement so yeah, yeah i agree that it's um it's definitely worth you know doing arenas with interstate pr like i totally agree yeah it's why i have a lot of faith in kanaji you just yeah well, exactly so much wi-fi any right? any messages like, it's, a lot it's of people. good wi-fi it's yeah. like arenas you know and he messages a lot of people um, to, you know, grind with him. Like, he, he's messaged me. He's messaged a lot of people. And I think he messaged everyone. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's fantastic. That's, like, really that's really good work ethic and all that. So that's why I'm interested to see how he does at the first major, you know. He could catch people by surprise. Mm. But, yeah, in the end, I don't think the gap is big between what people think. Uh, in the end, before it used to seem fucked, now I think it's doable, we just need more experience, and we'll be able to compete. And I feel like I'll be able to compete and get top 30, and do I can do a lot better than already what I'm doing, you know, in this last trip. I feel like I've still got a lot more to show. So, you know, I'm planning to go back to, I'm planning to go to Japan in April, then maybe back to America, and then in Europe. In April, really? Yeah, so I'm if, if there's major, like, I'm, I might even, I might even consider going to Genesis in April and then like stay in US and then go to Japan after that. Have you had you maybe Europe? No, it's way too early to book. Like with Is the amount of COVID, I, I, dude, I don't know. I don't know dude, COVID's like fucked. Like you <clears throat> with Omicron and the unpredictability oh, in the future. How much? I haven't looked. I'm just <laughs> like, like I booked uh, this America trip in early November. Uh, when everything was looking pretty good, and then Omicron came out and turned it to shit in, like, you know, a <clears> few <throat> weeks. So it's really not worth booking things so far in advance now and more so closer to the date when you can at least have a better idea of how things are going. But, yeah, I, I, in the end, like, now I have a Japan trip planned in my head, maybe back to, back to America, then Europe, because I really want to show that I've still got a lot more to offer. Like, this was just getting some experience. Now I'm going to be able to take it back, grind with people, and then go back and do even better because I feel like I've still got a lot more to show. Make sure you give back. We also need to get a whole group going too. Yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you give back is the most important thing. Yeah, I'm happy. I, wa- I want to give back because if I give back, if I give back to you guys, then you get Res- better. Respect the roots. Yeah. And then if you guys Improves, get better, motivates. I get better. Yeah. So I'll keep pushing you guys because if you get better, I get better. Like, I don't care if I lose Pixel or EBS or Rambats now if I'm getting outplayed by... I don't care if Connor starts outplaying me and he fucks me what up at a Rambat. I won't care. Nah, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> different story. Not a, Mimian's not a real character. So oh, no, um, You just got to accept it, Jono. What if you've yeah, rested fresh? Come on, man. Okay, yeah, that's cool. And then I should beat him thanks to Seb's experience. But all I'm trying to say is is that I don't really care if I lose or I'm not number yeah. one or something if I'm getting better and I'm getting outplayed and that because that only helps me do better when I get over there. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. That's hype. Well, so, yeah. I'm going to end it there. Cause yeah, so much to talk about. Could be here all night. About. So, yeah. I hope this was like a succinct 
like good put it all out there from the america trip this um, is like so much content but i think it's good <laughs> it's yeah, good, it's good. Uh, no it's fantastic all right i could keep going on, on yeah. we're gonna have to keep the pissing clip but like it's fine yeah okay anyways thanks thanks again bye uh, thanks for having me on yeah thanks for having me on. yeah thanks for that. you guys don't actually have to leave by the way all right yeah we're just sending oh, okay oh, okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs>